0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the student of the game. I am Kyle Nash, the student of the game. And listen, if you're here, chances are you like talking sport and we are absolutely stoked you're doing it with us here tonight. And hey, listen, tonight is a milestone in two very distinct ways. Well, it's a milestone for this podcast in one way, in that Tonight is officially our first night. We are streaming through our newest satellite campus. That's right. Sertoba Media, by way of my guy Drew Willingham, is now streaming us on that YouTube channel. So check them out as well. The Struggle is Real to be Awesome, and Sertoba Media is the definition of what's going on there. Or maybe it's the other way around. Anyways... At day's end, thanks to Drew Willingham for that partnership. Of course, you might have seen me work with him on the In-N-Out Sports Debate Show, talking an awful lot about the Washington— Sorry, red-tailed. See what I did there? Because the name change is coming. I did it backwards, allegedly. Anyways, I don't know. You'll hear a lot about them tonight. Anyway, as we preview the NFC East, Seawall Sports and Entertainment's Candy Waller jumps aboard at the back of the episode to handle all that. We have Cool McCain of Play Caller Sports and Eagles Elite Podcast. He'll be on in just a bit to talk about the Eagles. And also, Lady Ash herself, Ashley B- Baker of Sports After Dark. Of tw- on Twitter spaces and YouTube as well, by the way, make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel when you're not watching me, us, whatever, Pod- Puddle Up Podcastique and all of them. I don't know. The docket is four strong tonight, but Kyle, you only said three people. That's right. Coming up here very shortly as well as the fave princess of football herself, Danielle Orsino of the Moving the Chains podcast. That's going to be a great time we have in store for you this evening. This one's going to last a little longer, so make sure you have the adequate amount of caffeine to make it through or, at the end of the day, do it in more than one sitting. If you're listening on the podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you happen to be listening. But whether you're watching the stream through the Student of the Game Facebook page, the SOTG on Twitch or Twitter, or on Huddle Up Inc. podcast, or on A Seven B and excuse me, Huddle Up Inc. YouTube channel, beg your pardon. A Seven B A Seven B in Sports Facebook feed, or on Sotoba Media, you're guaranteed a good time. Tonight's episode, in general, when I come on, that's kind of a thing I do. And, and, and you know, it's funny. I, I have to give myself credit for being able to perform in amidst apocalypse here uh, as we lead into um as we lead into tonight's episode and and uh, you know since he commented I'll, I'll, I'll give him shouts thanks of course to drew willingham doing his thing pure fire as you come to see with him on the inner out sports debate show when i've been on there and other places when i participated to drew willingham i think he said it best on monday when we had episode 100 of inner out sports debate that he does need to be on the show in that point we'll make that happen anyways getting back on track I'm actually kind of proud of myself that I'm able to keep energy while apocalypse is in front of me. And and I know what you're thinking, but Kyle, what's so wrong? It's football season. You should be excited. Fools, that's half the reason I'm not sad. But the other half amongst apocalypse, the apocalypse in question being college football. Oh Lord. Listen, (laughs) It's rare when outrage over the fakeness that is a preseason poll isn't dominating the headlines in sports, or at least in college football. Why? Because oh lordy lordy, Be- <laughs> conferences are changing, teams are moving. I'm sorry, not teams, schools, right? Because at the end of the day, this is uh, these are scholar athletes we're talking about, not just uh, franchises. Sorry, programs. Let's see what I did there. Um. But listen, and, and and you have heard different elements of this coming from me on this and any other show, whether, whether you heard it here on the Student of the Game, whether you heard me talking about it in some fashion in relation to the recent departures from the American Athletic Conference into the Big 12 UCF on the Black and Gold Banneret Night Shift podcast. Beep! Whether it's been on Huddle Up podcast where I've tried to tell you that the Pac-12 would die and that the ACC would follow, but nobody wanted to listen, Bing. Whether it's on any of those places or even times when I've hinted at it with Drew Willinghammer in or out sports debate on Sertoma Media, Bing. See, there's that team player stuff you like to see from people who perform. But at the any <laughs> at any rate, but listen. And, yeah, Drew makes a good point. <laughs> I got to put this on. Normally I'd go, but this is funny. All we need are some tumbleweeds to pass by. That's certainly true for the Pac-12. And, listen, I hope I get the opportunity uh, this time last year, um, or just before this time last year, I should say, I talked last year with Tony Buscelli, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars' first Hall of Fame inductee, um, and whether or not people want to acknowledge it happened. Um, I did talk to him. Uh, via the three point conversion. Bing, thank you, Raphael Haynes, for another opportunity for a bell. Uh, but um, I had asked him about you know league expansion in the NFL. He mentioned about how Europe could embrace uh, football, and that made a comment about if USC could play in the big Ten, anything is possible. Little did I know <laughs> that Oregon and Washington would join the fray. Wee. <laughs> I mean, guys, and oh, by the way, the Big 12 is now the Big 16. What the hell is going on here? I'm doing my best. Vince Lombardi, Arizona and Arizona State moving as well. And folks, we may may not be done there. I mean, if you look at all the writing on the wall, Florida State is trying to get out of an allegedly ironclad agreement. With the ACC and whatever it is, it lasts till twenty thirty six, if I believe so. (laughs) They're pretty locked in, so to speak. Um, You know, I've made overtures that I've certainly made overtures that the ACC is declining. Whether or not they'll they're dying, we'll see. But I'll tell you this: uh, they're on life support, right? I mean, you know, you would think you would think a a conference that has Notre Dame in oh wait they're not in it yet okay, don't worry, winter is coming, unless somehow the Big Ten gets them too. I don't know. Who can rule anything out? And listen, I have to say that that me personally, the, the first indication that I got that anything like this, this big may happen, in fairness, was a couple years ago when uh, news of UCF breaking into the Big 12 hadn't quite happened yet. But I was in a press conference uh, representing the black and gold banneret about uh, uh, you know talking to coach Malzon just as I would in any week you know um I, I, I think at that point it was still technically uh college preseason you know camps and and all that were still happening but I asked coach Malzon actually the announcement may have happened during the season I'm trying to remember I don't remember the window on exactly but I was I was po- I posed a question to coach Gus Malzon I think either a week or two before UCF announced or the announcement I should say was made by the Big 12 that the invite was sent how about that we'll put it that way and he used the words not just for UCF he said college football is changing bro he certainly looks like Nostradamus at this point and hopefully this saturday uh, I have an opportunity at UCF scrimmage to talk to him a little bit about that and get him going in that particular route. And and I'll tell you how correct he's been. And, you know, this is why coaches like uh, Gus Malzon can make statements that their program is the future of college football, because you know what? It sure as hell don't look like it's going to be Stanford, for example, who's now caught, you know, uh, who's now like a l- bunch of people Ate at a restaurant, and he's there they're apparently that school at the moment, at least for the Pac-12, that are stuck holding the check. It's a rough state all the way around. And 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 I'll say this: come 2025 or 2026-ish, the expanded playoff will be in position by there. The question will be: will we be in that world where we have two big conferences? Uh, in the SEC and the Big Ten, or whatever the hell they're going to eventually call themselves, because listen, you can't be this bad at math and also made up of institutions of alleged higher learning. That's just a bad plan to me. I'm sorry, you know. Call me a stickler for the rules if you want, but I think that's work on that, guys. And then, although I, by the way, the Big Twelve would have to do the same as kind of a. And I know I'm going to catch hell from this from my friend EJ Christian of the Earnestly Speaking podcast, which just dropped last night bing! Um, student game report by the way with him it, it, you would almost have to put the big 12 as kind of a 1b conference so to speak and, and and as much as ej overuses that i think that is appropriate here to kind of call them that expect him to steal this and and do this on the next huddle of podcast bing um but then lastly it'll be everybody else and don't be surprised, ladies and gentlemen, if some alleged power five schools are part of that mix. I'm going to call it now. I'm not saying all of them. I'm not saying most of them, although most of them are probably going to be ACC. He said, jokingly, that's a joke. Relax. You know, I don't want Ryan Swoboda to come down from Detroit. Well, actually, no, he wouldn't come down from Detroit. The Jags are going up there for preseason, but whatever. I know that she beat FSU. We had that joke on the night shift podcast being, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's all an amazing situation to deal with there. But enough about college football. That's not what we're here for. I don't think anybody would have an argument based on last year's performance that the NFC East is clearly the best division in the in the NFC Conference. Now, granted, one can claim that's a pretty low bar, but I had to to I, I'm dealing with a conference champion. I'm dealing with a playoff team. I'm dealing with a team that was this close to making their playoffs until the coach forgot that they were eligible. And I'm now going to talk about the team that held the alleged coach of the year. I don't know about all that, but they definitely had the student of the game, MVP in Saquon Barkley. And who else would I bring in but the fay princess of football herself, Danielle Orsino of the Moving the Chains podcast. An honor to have, a, have you aboard, Your Grace.
1: Why, thank you, Commissioner. I appreciate that greatly.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, Never i to let you live that down. I, I no. First of all, don't because I look great in that tie. B. Yes, I'm glad. Do. I'm glad you. Thank you. I, I'm glad you still served the respect after I brought down your coach a wee bit. I'm just saying.
1: That's okay. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about on that because I'm still dealing with the fact that you know certain uh, Chicago quarterbacks made the top 100. Uh And as much as I don't want to give Danny Dimes, you know, all that money, I still feel the man should have been at least, you know, in the 90s on the top 100. Sorry. Okay. I I, I do feel he should have been there. You're going to put Justin Fields, but you ain't going to put Danny Dimes, who beat most of the quarterbacks who were in the top, you know, who were on the top 100. Uh, He beat Aaron Rodgers. He beat Trevor Lawrence. He beat Lamar. I mean, come on, if we're going by just the season, Hold he should have been you could have made him 94. But Hold you put on. you know, you put Justin Fields 84.
0: You don't it's, put Danny dimes. If you come want on. to gripe about dimes versus Justin Fields, that's a separate conversation. He didn't beat Trevor Lawrence. Travis Entian handed him that game, and I was in person what? to see it.
1: We still I'm just saying we still want, if you're looking at the season, if you're looking at the top 100 you're judging by the season, he beat Rodgers, he beat Lamar, he beat Lawrence. If you're just looking at it that way, just based on the season, he did he did move from the season before. He did show improvement. You could have put him 94 on the top 100, but you're going to put Justin Fields, you know what I mean? Like he did beat – Kirk Cousins was on it too. He did beat him in the playoffs.
0: Well, I mean, I have issues with that, too. I'll I'll put it that way. I I mean, well, listen. I'm not
1: saying put him 75. I'm saying 94. (laughs) I mean, let's, you know, once again, I, I don't have the delusions of grandeur here. I'm just saying you could have thrown the man a bone and said, hey, here's 94. Just, you know. Don't get crazy about it, little man. Just pat him on the head and say, "Go about your business
0: now." Your well, I, I'll say this, and by the way, I appreciate your staunch defense of Danny Dimes. That's not something you see a whole lot out there in the lame stream, certainly. No, but the uh, I'll put it this way: the other day, the other day, I'm preparing for this show and I'm looking up all the handles, and and as I would with uh, you yourself uh, as the Faye Princess of Football, I'm looking for the birth of the fade Twitter handle that I've come to know and love. Um, But the, I, 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 I gave to you the question of what contract you would give Saquon and you yeah. answered that. What plate? So you said you would put dimes at 94. Yes.
1: I would have put them at 94. Um, Now, would I have given dimes 160 million? No. Let's just be clear. <laughs> no 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 would not have given him the money i would have franchise tagged him but you know that that's me i feel that he needs to earn a little more because i don't think there's a danny dimes without saquon i I, it's a batman and robin for me you you need both Uh, i I need to see more
0: superman and jimmy olsen i think you're giving dimes entirely too much credit to give him robin who would eventually become nightwing but i'm going I I,
1: i didn't say he was batman Back that up there, son. I didn't say he was Batman. I just I'm said t- it was Batman and
0: Robin. I'm just telling you, he's not even Dick Grayson. That's what I'm telling you. I'm Nobody's going full oh, comedy. <laughs> so.
1: he, he ain't no Jason Todd either. But you know, let's just <laughs> yes. we also Joker took a crowbar to him. Let's like, let's be honest here. We don't want this to get
0: that dark. Goodness gracious. I mean let's
1: not, you know, but he was he's not there. I need to see more growth out of him. In order to go anywhere with him i would have franchise tagged him and then made him work for it a little bit more he also if, if the rumors are correct he also wanted more money than what he got and um hello no you know let's know.
2: <laughs> yeah
1: let's just no no that's not happening there stud um i i just need to see more out of him believe me if lamar had said i want to go to new york danny dimes would have been out of new york so quick nobody would have seen it the door i would have shut that door real quick and been like yo lamar come on over here baby we got to talk but we got danny let's now see this is either going to be one of those situations where joe shone's going to be like oh my god this was the biggest mistake of my life what did i do or we're all going to be going bravo wow nobody saw this coming it's it's just going to be a disaster or phenomenal there is no middle ground in this
0: at all disaster that, that's or miracle that they're really it, it, that's that's interesting i, I i'm not going to say you're wrong about that um because even if they end up being a mineral middle, middle of the road team they're going to say it's because you didn't treat saquon right which with that in mind what i kind of heard you say give me some food for thought on this what i kind of heard you say is that you would have switched the roles uh, as yeah. far as negotiation with dimes and saquon you would have franchised dimes and given mm-hmm. saquon whatever the beep he wanted
1: okay let's i don't know if i would have given him whatever he wanted now i do believe the running back market is not necessarily fair to the running backs right now i, I do think they're undervalued i think uh um, we've all gotten a little bit like oh they're so replaceable no i don't think the running backs are so replaceable but I believe Saquon, from a leadership standpoint, too, in that locker room, has more of a voice than Dimes. Dimes, I don't believe, has earned that place where everybody's looking at him like, yo, dude, what are we going to do? We're down. To where Saquon has that in the locker room, where everybody's looking to him to lead. And I think that's a value that monetarily, there is value to it that they're still like, no, that can be replaced. No, 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 no. No, it can't, because they're going to rally around Saquon quicker than they're going to rally around Dimes. I don't think Dimes has shown those chops yet.
0: I'll see so that I would and raise put the money here. on him. I'll see that and raise you this. I would even argue that they would have rallied around Lamar Demetrius Jackson before they rallied around Danny Dimes. Uh, that's that's just kind of my feeling on it. And, and, and yeah. this this is the thing. And, and, and keep in mind, in the whole running back um, economy debate, I could probably be labeled a corporate tool, air quotes, and it would be appropriate because if you hear my theory as to why I think people will think that, there is a tool that I did a podcast with last night. His name's Ernest Christian. <laughs> but on the earnestly Speaking podcast, listen, I joke about my dude, Ernest Christian. Um, what well, we've been doing this, the Student of the Game Report segment for damn near a decade or around I maybe mean, it's more, I don't know. Listen, I'm not trying to count that high. I already had to count a high number for Danny Dimes millions, but the punchline's this. They both. Yeah, right? With, with When I when I dropped the concept of the market being the issue, and, and again, if you want to <laughs> hear a fuller explanation of it, I would send you to EJ Christian. We're in for a long pod tonight going over the NFC East. I don't want to get buried in an econ- economy class. I think everything's also case sensitive. I think, and the, for the reasons you exactly described, the locker room and the specific players involved should have changed mm-hmm. the conversation with dimes and saquon i'm with you on that now granted maybe you don't give them a bazillion five billion dollars mm-hmm. yeah exactly and don't worry there'll be there'll be some talk of how much money something was paid you know the back end of the uh, podcast we're talking about the washington commanders uh sorry red tails i keep getting that backward because they're about to change the name again and i want to make sure yeah. i write for it correctly But I say all that to say that was six billion there. I think I think that like what you said is that the two situations that's what I think I would have tried to do. Mm-hmm. However, I think the Raiders should have done it the way the Giants did it, given Derek Carr whatever he wanted, and franchise Josh Jacobs. Because at the end of the day, you need a good defense for a running back to be relevant if he's gonna be your top weapon. The Giants defense isn't bad. I really like what they're doing. Um they're it'll be it'll be interesting to see what their receiver core looks like, which kind of takes my minute. But what do you think? Do I have something there?
1: I get what you're saying. And Vegas is a total is a different situation because of Derek Carr. Correct. Derek Carr is is the key is the key piece there to where with us we haven't we had an unproven quarterback. Vegas had a proven quarterback. Even though he's
0: five or six years in, he's still unproven, which should tell you everything.
1: Okay. That's part of my problem with us. We had the only thing I will say in dimes defense uh, (laughs) uh, is that he went through coach after coach system after system. Correct. He was still so much of a rookie that he couldn't get his feet under him. That's the only thing I will say in dimes defense that that's all I got right now. Now, day ball, Josh Allen, can he make something happen? Well, we've seen in the first year, something is happening, but a lot of that had to do with Saquon's health. So Mm -hmm. I can't judge dimes just yet. When you look at his down the field throws, okay, he's almost dead last, but Joe Burrow is the only one ahead of him. So when you look at that 20 plus yards throws, I don't know. I can't judge that arm just yet, but then you look at the receiving core and you're going, well, Joe Burrow's just ahead of him, but who does he got? Well, he's got, you know, he's got his guys. Who do we have? And then you look at it and you go, all right, well, he was decimated. He had no weapons. Besides Saquon, really, who did he have? Okay, Hodginson, he was starting to get some rhythm with. He was getting, but that's it. You know, Sterling Shepard, you know, Bruno Mars version 2.0 was out so fast. (laughs) we had nothing there i mean one day the guy's gonna start breaking out into locked out of heaven and you know at the end zone one of these days i'm telling you give the guy a mic and he's gonna do a burn on mars impersonation i'm convinced of it i know it because that's when i see him that's all i think of but we got nothing else i mean Wandale was out there was there was just nothing in the wide receiving core that i can look at dimes and say all right well you had chemistry with this or you had this sills we had you know something had Who's going on in the tight end? Maybe. Yeah, okay, you can run a decent slant route, but nothing diamond. There's just, there was nothing for me to judge him enough on.
0: Well, and are you, is he running only slant routes because of limitations from dimes? I mean, that's my first question, too. Listen, well, I,
1: that's what I got. I got to look at dimes and I say, okay, you were sacked how many times? You, you know, your release is 2.5. What are you doing? But then I look at also the thing with dimes is he can run. We all know Dimes has legs, which is the first mobile quarterback the Giants have seen since Hostetler, maybe was somewhat mobile.
0: I mean, couple ish.
1: Yeah. I mean, besides Collins was a statue. We know that. I mean, Collins was a deer in headlights sometimes when he was on the wagon, off the wagon. We don't know.
0: Was Frank Tarkenton a giant late in his career? I I don't know.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, like, you know, Eli will tell you he's sometimes mobile. But you know, when he, you know, when he didn't have the anchors tied to his ankles, but love Eli. That's it. What what else do we got? We never had a mobile quarterback. This is the first glimpse of one the Giants have ever seen. But he was nervous to run. He did that offensive line did not protect him at all. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, slant route was all you really had. So I'm waiting to see. Darren Waller's going to be the if factor in this whole thing, and that's really gonna decide what we have. What dimes really can do, which is why I would have franchise tagged him. I need to see one more year out of you before I'm willing to give you some money.
0: You know, I got to give Drew Willingham a little credit here, and I'm a little embarrassed. I didn't think of him myself. The hefty lefty, Jared Lorenzen, like, I'm not saying he was fast, but he did get out there and knock some people the hell over. I oh, butterball, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I, it was like, Drew Willingham's not pulling, he may be a red tail, sorry, Commanders fan but yeah, he's, he's got a point there. I, 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 yeah. well done. you can tell that Sir media is representing pretty strong here tonight. I ain't fronting on that. So, um, you mentioned the receiver core, you, the improvements there. And, and, and I would be remiss if I said, I didn't think Wendell Robinson showed some promise in the little bit, he did play. Um, mm-hmm. but defensively we're pretty, we're looking pretty strong there. If you're a giants fan, you're feeling good about that. Right.
1: I'm still. I don't know if I've seen enough with stopping the run. I mm-hmm. want to see how that's going to gel. I'm not sure we've done enough. I mean, look, sexy Dexy. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna. You know, say <laughs> no to him. You just not. You can't. You know. You just. You just can't. Um, but I want to see how our run stop is going. I mean, we. You know, stat wise, it's a little shaky there. But I'm. I'm hoping we've done enough in, in with the defense to see it. Uh, from everything else, from what I've seen in practice, not what I saw yesterday, the first day with the Lions, it was a little shaky.
0: Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm.
1: looking good for us, I have to say. Lions but are going
0: to be a good team, though, I think.
1: I think the Lions are going to be great. I think the Lions, you know what, though? Let me take this back. Lions fans, don't come after me. Uh-oh. Every year, we're excited about the like. Every year, the everybody's like, Lions, this is their year. This is uh-huh. it. And then, like halfway through the season, we're going, oh, because Thanksgiving Day comes and we're like, oh, I got to watch the Lions. But I think this year is going to be the year that we're like, oh, the Lions are playing on Thanksgiving. Cool. I think this is the year none of us are going to be disappointed. Like, we're actually going to be psyched to see the Lions. I really believe that. I, you know, I, I can I, be eating crow, but I think so.
0: Well, I would be right there with you. And and, and listen, I'll say this with my guy, Darrell Owens of Legacy Maker Sports, bing, I, I, Said similar, like um, the sports reporter without pay. I'll give my guy Ray some credit. Uh, Ray J. Lynn, some credit. He did mention that historically, whenever there's Lions hype, kind of like you just did, as a matter of fact, the Lions tank. But this isn't the same as John Kitna claiming they're going to get 10 wins. Okay, there's a few extra things going their way. And listen, as much in the past as I've had to scoff at golf, his numbers have slapped me in the face. They've got good options. They're stronger on defense. I really like them in the trenches and in a division where Aaron Charles Rogers left and there's a power vacuum, as I said many times weeks ago, when Mm -hmm. we started doing our previews at the end of the day, one could argue if, if certain quarterbacks take a step back, specifically Kirk cousins and uh, your favorite Justin Fields, of course, and Joan Love is just as bad as we're talking about. There is a, yes. a universe in the multiverse where Jared Goff is in fact the best quarterback in the division. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm just telling you, if Miles Morales is Spider-Man, you could also have Jared Goff as the best quarterback in the NFC North. That's all I'm saying.
1: I'm actually I agree with you. I I think that right now Detroit has all the pieces. That's what I'm saying. I think they have the pieces. I think they could actually make a run of this. um I know the Packers are like, we're gonna be okay without Aaron Rodgers. No, you won't. Actually, the Packers don't even
0: say that. The coaches are saying Jordan Love's struggling. <laughs> I, I
1: I don't know what. I, I'm sorry. In what universe did you think that you were gonna bop from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love and be like, no problem, it's easy? No, I'm sorry, not gonna happen. As much as I I might not be a huge Justin Fields fan, I think the Bears might be in the thick of it.
0: That's what I said I'm, on the show, yeah.
1: I think they're in the thick of it. I'm not saying that they're going to run away with it. Vikings, with the exception of JJ, what have you got? I mean, um, realistically.
0: I'm excited about the other receiver they dread. Anton Jameson, I think his name is. I'm excited to see him.
1: But you still need a quarterback who doesn't get flustered if the first down does first set of downs doesn't go his way.
0: Well, I to listen, I'm
1: so yeah, you still need somebody who's not gonna be like golly gee Willie guys didn't really go that way. Okay. Somebody I saw the
0: quarterback they... series on Netflix to know that's how it would go too.
1: <laughs> somebody did. Somebody did. Somebody's been watching that. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. So yeah, you know, I still I still need a quarterback who's not first of all, don't admit it. Okay. Even if that's how you feel, don't admit it on tape. You can <laughs> go to your bathroom and cry all you want, and I'm not gonna judge you for it. But don't go on tape and say it, stud. Just keep that's one of the things we keep in. We stuff deep down and then we pour cement. As my friend CR says, we pour cement over it. If it starts to crack, we pour more cement over it. <laughs> we don't let it
0: out. Hey, this is this is. the I, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I was looking to see if the Broncos were on your schedule because if you were going to have the "Don't say it out loud" conversation, I'd have to bring up Sean Payton. Anyways, let's uh, get let's get back to your division. Boy, did we yes. tangent, and it was fun doing it. But That's fine. we're at that point in the show. We've said we've said our pieces here about many different topics. Now I put mm-hmm. your. I your grace, I am forced to put your feet to the fire such that it is. Yes, sir. I'm going to need yes. your record prediction for your Nueva York Gigantes.
1: Okay. I know. Um. I know. All right, guys. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, boys. You're not going to like have this. You've not been
0: honest with us, Lady Orsino. Please. I know.
1: But like this one's in my face, and and I know my giants are listening, <laughs> and you're not going to like it.
0: You're going to make Seahorn, Jason I know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know Seahorn's listening. No, he's not gonna like this. I understand this, baby. But you and I are here right now, and we're gonna be honest with each other, Seahorn. So get a little closer. So, but but remember, Irvin is still off the air. Wink, wink. So, no you don't, so, so at least you don't have to deal with that right now. Okay. So it's okay, baby. That's okay, Seahorn. We're right here. I'll be honest with you. The first half of this season is gonna suck. Besides <laughs> the Cardinals. Going to be a little rough in the beginning. The Cardinals, we're going to blow right by that. I ain't worried about the Cardinals. Not even a little. Colt McCoy, I mean, first of all, let's get a couple things straight. He's named after a gunslinger. I'm not worried about it. Okay, he was going to retire. And then he decided, well, I might have a shot at this, so I'm going to go back in. He wanted to get a puppy. That was actually the deciding factor between staying or going. (laughs) I think the fire is duly out there. So once (laughs) again, Not worried about Arizona. Sorry, Cardinal fans. I'm very sorry about that. But
0: yeah, all three of you.
1: Again, you know, if your quarterback is deciding between retirement, between getting a puppy, and wow, I got a shot because Murray's still out, (laughs) what do you want me to say to that one? I'm thinking in the huddle, he's lost some leadership. So, Giants, I think we're doing better than seven games. Okay. I think we're winning more than seven. Uh, no ties this year. I can't deal with another tie. So <laughs> I just can't. And we're, and we're not. And it's not going to the Commanders again. First of all, get a get a name for a team. If you if, if we lose or tie to another team, that can't decide their name. I'm coming down to MetLife, and we're all having a "Kumbaya, Come to Jesus" moment because I'm not losing to them or tying to them again. <laughs> Okay, I just can't. All right. We need to talk. I sat through the Dave Brown error with you guys. <laughs> this isn't happening again. It's just not. So,
0: I have to I have to admit you, grace. This is one of the more entertaining stalls as you try to make it through what your number is.
1: <laughs> I cuz I don't want to admit it out loud and I'm trying not to.
0: Boy, are you in the we're wrong school for this.
1: I you know We're I'm gonna gonna going to go better than 500. Let's just Can I can I say that?
0: Are you saying 9?
1: I'm going to say nine.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm going
1: to say nine. And it still pains me because I want to be better because I don't think that's going to get us into the playoffs, unfortunately.
0: In the NFC, you think that – I don't know. I don't know. In the NFC, I'd say fighting chance at the very least. That might be a wild card. Yeah.
1: It might be a wild card, but there's just – I don't have the faith in Danny Dimes that I, I really want to. Like, it's one of those where I want to believe. Like I want to have my Mountain Dew moment and I want to believe and do the do and like all this, but then I'm just sitting there going dimes. You could mess this up and we could wind up losing to somebody, you know, that we should just plow through and then go ahead and like sweep the Cowboys and everybody's sitting here going, what the heck happened?
0: Welcome to the NFC East. We'll be talking plenty about that physics throughout the show. I can guarantee you that, um, let me let me say this. Let me say this. And actually, I, I got to shout, Joe Drew Willingham. He seems to completely agree with you. One and seven in the first eight. That's not off the board, like to your point. But here's where I'm at. And and and, and you said you said nine. Mm-hmm. I I I am going to tell you. I won't accuse you of making a homer pick. I am one game different than you. I say eight and nine. Um, and yeah, I I have you missing the playoffs. We, get, we finally figure out that Brian D- Dayball was, in fact, not the coach of the year last year. It was actually Doug Peterson all along, but that's a whole other question. Uh, Saquon Barkley can only do so much, and here's the biggest okay. problem. I'm going to say it off the bat. Okay. You're not in a situation where you could pull a one-point win against a Tennessee Titan team. Travis Entian, as a young running back, will not hand you the ball back. You will not have the Indianapolis Colts to tr- tr- uh, to trounce by. You will not have the Houston Texans. The AFC East is an absolute tough division. And I think that's your I biggest problem. Okay. Your eight I agree nine, with the AFC. Yeah. You're eight and nine. The mm-hmm. AFC being the superior conference, by the way, you happen to get arguably the weakest one in it if you don't think it's the AFC West last season, which I would totally accept as an answer. But at the end of the day, that those th- those that four game difference is enough to make a one game swing. I say one mm-hmm. fewer t- wins total than last year, sure, but I think at the end of the day, this year's eight wins are more mm-hmm. impressive than last year's nine. Not to mention, listen, I'm sorry you mentioned run defense. That means you're going to lose to the 49ers. I'm sorry. Those are just the facts of the case. Physics are a thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, 49ers, it's going the 49ers. It's a variable on the 49ers. We got to see. There is now tape on Brock Purdy. Last year, nobody knew who the heck Mr. Irrelevant was. He shocked all of us. Last year, nobody
0: knew game. who was playing quarterback in San Francisco then either. I have to remind you. May I also That's remind you saying. that the 49ers once beat Aaron Charles Rogers in a playoff game with the quarterback throwing the ball seven times. It will be that kind of a game, ma'am.
1: I don't... I. You know what? I'm not... Look, I think the 49ers <laughs> are going to be good. I want to see what Brock Birdie comes out with now. Because last year, he had the shiny newness of a little boy, a little chickadee (laughs) coming out of the egg and being like, I don't know what to expect. What is this world going to be? Okay. And he just did his thing because he didn't know any better. And it was like, if I'm here next season, that's great. He had nothing to lose. Now, now he knows what it's like. I'm not so sure we're going to get the same Purdy. I just think, can he handle this pressure? Let's see. And now, like I said, there's tape on this man now. Now he's he's not this guy coming in where everybody's like well, okay what does he do? It's, it's a it's a different game now. I still think the 49ers have that defense. That's amazing. What's that offense going to do?
0: I listen, I maintain that Christian McCaffrey is just as big a problem as Saquon. That's what's going to make this compelling. I could be completely yep. wrong by a single point. It is what it is. But <clears throat> so I got I got 2 and 2 against the uh, NFC West. I have the splitting that And Mm -hmm. just because I I seem to do it all the time with the damn Giants, because I never know how they're going to do in the NFC East, much like another team in this division, I have you going three and three and splitting that. Um, You could steal a game somewhere where I'm wrong. I have you beating the Buffalo Bills as they come back from London, but losing to the Patriots because Bill Belichick holds grudges. Uh, (laughs) You know, well,
1: the emperor always has a way of getting you. He just does like Belichick. You just never know. I mean, yeah, he has voodoo dolls up on his shelf. I'm convinced of that.
0: And they have microphones so, in them. Anyways. Yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they deflate the balls. Yes, they do. I'm oh, convinced. Um, what do you think of Miami, though? Everybody's got Miami as being this phenomenal team this, this season. And they I'm are as long as they
0: stay together. Yeah, it's, that's what's tough. Uh, I mean – Miami's defense is good enough when you have a guy like Christian Wilkins at defensive tackle he's going to be dangerous. Um, we are actually doing the AFC East next week so I want to show my hand too much, but they're Got a it. threat and and if you th- I'll put it this way if if you're trying to tell me a shootout comes to happen between mm-hmm. dimes and that receiver core and Tua or even Sky Moore and that receiver core, can you blame me for thinking that's a tough call in favor of your team?
1: Tua, I'm not I'm not convinced on Tua. Well, I, I, I think he shows flashes of greatless greatness, mm-hmm. but then he crumbles real quick. I think he folds. I'm not Tua, I'm just not a hundred percent convinced on. I think the receiving core phenomenal. I will never take it away from Tyreek and Waddle. Never a hundred percent. But I, I still find that overall Miami can collapse and is young and immature in certain places.
0: I mean, you're not wrong. It's just how much faith you have in McDaniel versus Day Bowl. I, I can't front on that. So, I. I, I it's I, going to come down to Kafka. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I'm not going to rule that out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to rule that out. Daniel Orsino, I could go another hour on these topics with you, but I do have three other teams. And
1: understood.
0: listen, you're going to be back. You know how this works by now. Tell the people where mm-hmm. you can be found.
1: You can always find me on Moving the Chains podcast on mm-hmm. Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio by Mancini Media. Or you can check me out on Instagram at Birth of the birthofthefay underscore novel. Slide into the DMs and tell me what you think of the Giants because everybody's got an opinion on the NFC East. And uh, hit me up and let me know what you think.
0: Hey, that's life at the top of the NFC's toughest division. I get you there. Your grace and honor, joy, and privilege. We shall see you next time
1: thank you so much for having me i appreciate
0: it see you then daniel um that was of course amazing as one could imagine um how does one follow that we'll see if we can we got a great lineup of guests after this of course i'm going to lead it off with the play callers sports talk uh ceo as well as a member of many other podcasts that i'm not going to try to list he'll tell you later but let's go ahead and bring him and the rest of the crowd as we complete the night's festivities in the NFC East. And with this division being the top division in the NFC, for all for all the trash we talk on the NFC, I don't think anybody has doubts that the NFC East was certainly the primary last year. Sure, some of us may argue with Ben McAdoo as coach of the year. He didn't turn around the franchise that had clown masks the time year before, but we're, that's not this show. August thirtieth of this AFC South. Anyways, with that in mind, let me bring in the play call his very own, the Elite Eagle Podcast, as well. This man does so much stuff; I can't keep track of it. I'm gonna need you to tell the world what you do when we get to the end of the, the segment here. Cool, but it's good for you to be in, man. What's going on?
3: Oh, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Also, man, sometimes I forget some of the things I do. I do so much, but it's it's
0: it's going well, man. Can't complain. You, you, the two of us, as practitioners of the craft in many different places, I could tell you I understand game recognizes game and you got miles of it. But well, I appreciate that. Speaking of miles of game, your signal caller, uh, of course, Jalen Hurts, his contract, he got paid. I don't think you have any beef with that. But there's a, a, I guess the main concern on the offensive side is uh, can Jalen Hurts, return to form and do what he did because let's be clear i i if as somebody who covered the game um in arizona um that was just such a wonderful game to watch i know it didn't go your guy's way but it was it was just objectively a fun game to watch if unless patrick levon mahomes the second if he doesn't have that 29 yard on a bad foot run to change the course of the game I have Jalen Hurts as an MVP candidate as a losing Super Bowl team, right? Which you're not supposed to do, apparently, or something. I don't know. I say all that to mark the high bar for Jalen Hurts. Does he have everything in place to have as good, if not uh, a better, year?
3: So I will be honestly say yes and no, right? Okay. So <clears throat> I'll give you some examples of no, and they're all on the schedule, right?
0: <laughs> My man. The
3: Miami Dolphins. <laughs> the jets with uh aaron Rodgers, the bills right twice against the cowboys you know the 49ers the chiefs so these are going to be some difficult games and i'm not discounting the other teams that we play by any means but these are going to be some difficult games now when you look at the team there has been one glaring thing that i don't think a lot of people have talked about with the philadelphia eagles and that is wide receiver three our slot wide receiver spot last year was quest watkins dropped some balls even in the super bowl left some plays on the field right so if we get some of those plays we could have had a little bit better into the season possibly right we could have had a couple of games that we lost that we could have won so we'd have a little bit more breathing room throughout the season so i think that third wide receiver that slot guy that is a very important position to get right for jalen um, another big thing that we have that helps Jalen hurts is marcus mariota you ask yourself mm-hmm. how does marcus mariota help Jalen hurts Jalen hurts can sit on the side and see exactly how a play should run with him in a game because marcus mariota is the same type of quarterback he is a guy that you can run the read option with he is a guy that can make throws right he doesn't have the strongest arm a cannon but he's he's a good solid backup nfl quarterback he plays the same style as the starter so nothing needs to change when he comes in last year. That was not the case. Our backup last year did not have the same style of play. So it made things frustrating for some of the players when he stepped in. So I think that's big as well, because it's always good to sit and watch reps and be able to put yourself in those reps when you're a quarterback that studies the game like Jamie Hurts does.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great point about Mariota being a similar style quarterback. I like that. And and, and listen, I can make the argument I won't because it's the fraud cons, and this is kind of what they do. But a lot of close games that Jalen Hurts plays, and there were a lot of close games for the Eagles that broke their way. Listen, there were some teams that were completely dominated by the Eagles. Uh, I'll put it – let me ask you this way, cool? Do you feel like the Eagles are kind of a team that that plays to what they see across from them rather than to a state uh, – like a standard of their own? Meaning, do they play up or down to their opponent?
3: I do feel like all teams do that to an extent. I think the coaching staff hurts and some of the leaders try to get guys, hey, let's not do that. But I think it's inevitable that it's going to happen at times, especially when you get a long season. Sure. You've got a couple of big games. Then you've got a game kind of against an opponent that you're not as concerned about and you kind of don't give it a 1,000% that game. So, yeah, I think it happens to everyone. But the big thing for teams that are successful is it happens less.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, and you mentioned how long a season it is. Cool. Like it's 17 games. Is it, this is a marathon, not a sprint. There are clearly games where guys need rest, guys miss time where, you know, obviously they would prefer to play all the games. That's what football players do. I, I get that. But uh, the, like just say as an example, one that comes to mind, um, you know, you mentioned the 49ers um, when they lost to the Falcons. They were missing nine defensive starters. I think that might have had a little to do with it, you know, taking nothing away from you know what what they did there um in that victory. you know, but the 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 concept is that marathon piece. there is an element of that. um but I, I'll say this the the Eagles had uh, listen, just one that uh, covering the jags seeing how how close that was to being an absolute disaster for the eagles and then the exact opposite happening for the jags then too where now the eagles come back i feel like there's the reason why this team to me it's it's i'll put it this way if the conference was better the eagles as a front runner to return to the super bowl would be less of a thing wouldn't you say
3: yeah, I mean, you have to also have to think. There's not a lot of times that you lose in the Super Bowl and you go back,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: it's even less. I think it's it been once in the modern era that a team has actually lost the Super Bowl, went back to the Super Bowl the next year and won. So even history itself says we're not going to be as good as we were last year, but we spit and laugh in the face of history.
0: <laughs> I like that. Well, hey, moreover, you found a way to get even beefier. You know, Howie Roseman shucking and jiving and moving like he does in the draft. Somehow or another, you got Jalen Carter in a very deep defensive tackle uh, spot there. Uh, I mean, your defense is still going to be ridiculous. You have a guy who, who was even by the biggest chiefs homer on the planet. And Nick Wright refers to the other Kelsey brother as a lock hall of famer, right? You know, of course I referred to Jason because we all know that Nick Wright is all about, you know, Travis Kelsey, who isn't let's be honest, chief fan or not. But uh, I, I, your your beef, I mean, I had this talk with Nick Sirianni myself. His, his strategy and his approach is inside out, right? So I think that is really, I'll put it this way. It feels like the philosophy for the Eagles, the problem they would prefer to have is that it be that third wide receiver rather than a guard or a center with the issue in the middle or a defensive tackle, I should even say. I, I mean, does that, does that make sense to you? Oh, it
3: definitely does. But speaking of guard play,
0: mm-hmm. there is
3: one position, the right guard, that we're still kind of figuring out how it's going to play out. Is it going to be our center of the future, Cam Jurgens, getting on the field, getting a chance to play at right guard? Or is it going to be uh, our rookie, Tyler Steen? They seem to be the two guys that are battling for that right guard position. I'll be interested to see which one of those guys ends up being that guy. Uh personally, I would rather it be Steam. And the reason is is he wouldn't have to change positions down the road and he starts to get experience. You can put a guy that may not be as good between Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey, and he's gonna be fine, right?
0: Great point. That's a great point.
3: <clears throat> Next year, say Kelsey, so say we win a Super Bowl, Kelsey decides to retire. Juergens has got to switch from right guard to center. Then you have to insert Steam and he's gotta learn how to play right guard. Why not let him get it? Get out now when you've got two Hall of Fame, in my opinion, guys that are going to be on both sides of you, bookending you as you learn and develop in the game.
0: And let's be clear, you're not a homer there, sir. I do agree with your potential, if not lock Hall of Famer uh, take, with for Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey, absolutely. No question there, too. The way you guys retooled after Peters left is, is a sight to behold as well. I'm sorry. Let me let me tap on the sign here for my Aaron Evans original, reminding the world how much I love the O line, like I like to do on this show. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, um, I, I like all that take. Uh, and and you know, I mentioned the defensive line earlier. You, say what you will about Fletcher Cox and 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 Sioux, such as they were last year. I think they've done a good job retooling that spot. But if there was a, a, an area of concern. Um, For the defense. Cool. Where would you point that finger?
3: <clears throat> so I would say linebacker mm-hmm. and safety. We can always use, you know, some upgrades at those positions. There have been some more signings, but we'll see how those play out. Um, you know, but those are the positions that I'd be looking at. As far as where I'm saying, okay, where can we possibly get better? Because mm-hmm. we well, signed Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack a couple of days ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll say this like name there there's not many NFL teams that are like, yo, at center, we're locked up. You don't hear that very much. You know, I, I think the last era of great safeties when they were all playing at that same time was when you know you had Troy Palomalu, Ed Reed, uh, you know, John Lynch, all guys playing at the Grand same Hawkins. time. Yeah, exactly. Trust. I, I know I'm going to forget some, because even the guys that weren't as good or weren't top guys then, I think would be great guys now. You know what I'm saying? Like that 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 position in particular, to me, has taken a step back uh, on the defensive side. Now, listen, I have my opinion on how much how much longer it's taking for offensive linemen to develop, but that's a theory for a different show about how you know less hitting in practices since that collective bargaining agreement has led to slower development on the line hey you mean I can't hit guys so I get less practice hitting guys funny how that works you mean, know? Taos,
3: so you you mean to tell me practicing hitting less not getting hit more and not being able to work on your techniques in live game situations and live game action affects how guys develop that is so crazy and revolutionary sir
0: hey listen look I, 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 I don't throw softballs on this show. <laughs> I love it. See, this is this is why I like having you as a guest. Cool, because normally when we step in on play callers, you're you you know you're 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 hurting the cats and handling the stuff. you're laid back here making jokes. I like it. This is a good thing. Yeah, but make sure you check out play callers too. The season's coming. Look out for that. Uh, and the yes, world. Matchup madness will be returning. That's right. That's right, man. Listen. Speaking of madness, we've had our fun here too. I I, I gotta tell you. This this is, this is the part that's interesting. I left a little time for this particular portion of it because this is the part where we get to the record prediction. This schedule, listen, man, um, I'm not here to say it's the most difficult in the league, but boy, Roger didn't do you any favors. I got to say this, um, and I feel appropriate doing the Boston accent since you guys start with Foxborough uh, on your list. Yeah, you actually go to New England and play. But uh, what's your record prediction for your Philadelphia Eagles this year?
3: So I have us at bottom end, 12 and five, top end, 13 and four. Okay. I'm confident.
0: I mean, how could you not be yeah. in, in this, in this particular um, conference? I mean, all I hear about is how bad the NFC is. And, and I'll be honest, I'm I'm part of the problem there, but, <laughs> but, I, I, I'll, I'll ask you this, like for me, I think you guys are going five and one in the division. Does that sound right?
3: So I have us actually going four and two or three and three. And that's the difference on if we win four, four games or five games, because I think week of uh, the last game of the season, week 18 won't matter for us. Either okay. we'll already have everything locked up, so we won't play against the Giants. So they'll probably win that game. Um, I somehow we lose to the commanders once a year. So (laughs) I have us doing that, but I also, in my opinion, think we can sweep Dallas this year.
0: I mean, or maybe
3: maybe we sweep the commanders for once, but I think we'll sweep one of those two this year and that'll help us get to hopefully four and two in the division, which I feel confident then saying we would be 13 and four.
0: Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. Cool. And here's, here's, here's the thing. I I always talk about with whoever it is, how they're going to do in the division. And and so you're going to hear that question a lot on this show. Um, But this division is, is just impeccably unpredictable and wild with chaos. I think it might be the, uh, the NFC, excuse me, the AFC East. That's the most just who knows what's going on. Unpredictable Uh, writing for the dolphins wild riot wire to see the Miami miracle happened, and and Gronk being in position to try to tackle somebody, like I, whatever. Uh, but I say that all to say this: I think you're going five and one in division. I again can't trust Sam Howell, and I, I think unless unless somehow you're facing Taylor Heineke, oh wait, you're not; he's not there. Yeah, he's he's not there. there yeah. Exactly. Unless you're facing Jacoby Brissett. Okay, never mind. Who's gonna beat you? Cool. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs>
3: Well, here's the thing. I always like to err on the side of caution in the division because I always feel like we're going to lose a non-divisional game that we should win, but I can't ever predict it, right? Mm-hmm. So I really think we're going to go probably 4-2, and 5-1, and one, but I leave a possibility of 3-3 because I think there will be a game that, we'll, that we should win somewhere in the schedule that we'll trip up on and lose and we'll be like, Dude, why did you do that? But, it, I mean, it happens every year. So that's why I kind of want to leave us that extra game cushion.
0: Yeah, and and I appreciate that there, too. The, the the point you made about the Red Tails, sorry, commanders, is, is well made there. Too. You, they always seem to pull one out the sky. I, I got jokes, too, Cool. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, and it may be
3: the Red Tails uh, next
0: year. Listen, don't you dare fill me with hope, Cool McCain. Don't you do it. And <laughs> hey, you know
3: that um, the new owners are saying that they're going to change the name after this season.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I talked mm-hmm. about that. Just just the night previous to this recording on the inner out sports debate show with Drew Willingham and Surtout okay. Media.
3: Yeah, I've been on there with Drew. Drew's my guy. I like Drew. I, yeah, Drew's I, my I, guy.
0: I did see you on there. Trust me, Sir Listen, listen. If if by the way, it's interesting we talk about Drew and company. Tonight's episode is going to be the first. Where the satellite campus showing of this, uh, of the student the game podcast is on Sertoba Media. Hey, I didn't even do that on purpose, and I'm still propping the other network. Bing, that's talent.
3: <laughs> that's talent, um, sir.
0: That's right. Um, with that in mind, um, this is and this is the other intriguing conversation. Your bonus three games. First of all, I'm not gonna talk about it. You're gonna crush the bucks. I don't care who's playing quarterback. Uh <laughs> Um, If we lose that
3: game, I'm going to be very unhappy. If we lose that game, even if you're not an Eagles fan, come watch uh, the Eagles Elite Podcast because you're going to enjoy yourselves.
0: It it, it would be great comedy. That's a a good – bing, there you go. That's a good – there you go. Okay. Um, But the Vikings and Chiefs, I I, I do find interesting because – I feel like the Vikings will be very angry at you for being the first to show that that emperor had no clothes. Um, (laughs) And then I think the chiefs game is very interesting. And now we were talking, we talked before I hit record here. Um, You, you feel like that regular season game against the chiefs is not going to go your way. Am I Correct. correct? That is correct. See, here's the thing. If you didn't have a dude named Jason Kelsey on your squad, who would be the kind of dude to get extra amped and then by extension make a lot of large men around him extra amped, they want that game. They know it doesn't matter in the long term and that the important one is obviously if they play again in the Super Bowl. No question. I don't think anybody would tell you that. But on that Sunday, I don't care that it's Arrowhead. I really think your guys are going to be pissed. I really think they're going to get that as a dub. And because of that, I have you, and this is something that hasn't happened a lot in my predictions with the first place team. I have you going three and zero in bonus games. So when I put that together, nice. I have I have I have a twelve and five record for you myself. And that's because I think you're gonna struggle against the AFC East.
3: <laughs> um, I definitely have a couple of losses coming from the AFC East, so that's for sure. Um, I think my I mean Minnesota, come on. We played Minnesota week two on Thursday night's primetime game with Kirk Cousins. And we know I always refer to Kirk Cousins as the white Dak Prescott because to be at the same place. So Kirk Cousins in primetime is. So, you know, I feel confident about that. I don't feel as confident about the teeth. But again, sometimes when you're looking at the schedule, you're saying, I really want to beat this team, but I don't think we will. So I'll put that as a loss because that way, even if we do win that game again, there's gonna be that game that we should win. It better not be Tampa Bay that we lose.
0: Oh, hey, bro! Like, listen, if Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask beat you, listen, I, you're right. I, I, I need to tune into the Eagles Elite podcast you and do. see the aftermath. That would be a good time for you and anybody. Bing. So I, there, there you go. I hope. Listen, maybe it'll be comedy. If you crush them like everyone expects, like you know, I, I would love to see a bunch of Eagles fans talking trash on Baker Mayfield. I, I that that could be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but with Adam mine, so cool. I got to tell you though, we got a great minds working together, uh, a, a like thing. You had upper range thirteen wins. I'm gonna put you down for twelve because I tend to uh, take 12 wins. And- I'll be happy. Yeah, if, if somebody if somebody gives me a range, I usually take the lower one because at the end of the day, whenever I ask, which is it, there's only one dude that's had the brass on this show to slam it on the table and say, I'll take the higher one. And that was Travis Holmes last year telling me that the Jags would win nine games. So I'll, I'll give him that credit. Um, don't well, tell him he I mean, did, but <laughs> – Hey, I'll take 13. Let's go. Yeah. I, as, I'll take 13. You want me? Okay, What's look at What's this. Like? Here comes cool being cool, 13. Yeah. I, I got to change my spreadsheet now. Yeah, just, hey, sorry about that, man, but let's take it, 13. <laughs> let's take it. Hey, you know what? Now you're in trouble. I just hit save. What you going to do, cool? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm good with
3: it, man. I, I'm good with 13.
0: Yeah, I was honestly, on
3: a, um, a round table a uh, couple of nights ago. And I said, we're going to go. We went through each game. I put out the ones we're going to win, the ones we're going to lose, 13 and 4. So Where I'm, was I'm good table? with it. That, the that was uh that was actually on play on the um Eagles League podcast page. I did it with Key in the Building. It's also on Key in the Building's page. She's a diehard Eagles fan. She did like an NFC East roundtable, table. So she invited me to be part of that. That was another great uh place to go and uh talk a little Eagles. Anytime you want me to talk Eagles, hey, as long as the time works, I'm there.
0: Hey, Ke- letting nothing taking nothing from Keel. I I remember I had a good time talking to Eagles with her on the play callers uh, uh, episode where the Jags and and uh, Eagles were featured as a matchup. That was a good time too. I got to throw her her props. I listen if you didn't pick up the phone, I'm be like, all right, well if you're busy, can I get her? But you 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 <laughs> it all worked out. Um, but listen, I think we're at that point. Glad to have you on. Great times. I know you got other stuff to do. You got to pull off father duties and and, and and be inspiring to others with that in <laughs> mind. So in the meantime, if you could remember everything, tell the people <sighs> where you found my guy.
3: All right. So we're going to start with Monday here. And this is going all the way to Saturday, just so you're aware. <laughs> so on Monday, uh YouTube.com uh forward slash Esports Empire Network, you'll find me at six thirty on cheap seats. It's like a barbershop sports type. Then we have a couple of topics, and we just kind of talk about the different topics and all our different opinions on those topics. Um, on Tuesday, until football season, uh, you can find me, say place, YouTube.com at Sports Empire uh, Network on a WWE professional wrestling and AEW as well, professional wrestling show okay. called A lot in the Sand. Okay, That's at 930. Uh, of course, once the football season starts, I may only make part of that because we'll have... The NFL matchup madness, and that'll be on youtube.com forward slash at real play callers. That's our YouTube plays or play talk.com forward slash live. Either one of those places you'll be able to find us. Uh, Thursday, I'll be doing a uh, birds deep with a uh, wire to wire gene and the Godfrey. It's another Eagles show because, I mean, if they asked, I'm Eagles. How can I say no? <laughs> and then uh, on Friday, uh, play caller sports talk live and that'll be on playcallersportstalk.com forward slash live or on um youtube.com forward slash at real Play callers. saturdays i'll be doing the nfcb show which will be a um all season long uh show in regards to just the nfc east we have representatives from every team it's a great show it's a lot of respect it's not a lot of the infighting but we take shots because we can't help ourselves because it's that.
0: the nfc east we know what's yeah. up
3: and you can find that on the play callers or the uh, Eagles Elite as well as on PS3 Media, uh, Shady Sports Network. So it's showing different places where the uh, different representatives are. So we can kind of all get some exposure from that. But man, it's, it's great, man. I just love talking sports, love talking, especially Eagles football and uh, big Denver Nuggets fan. So I want to throw that out there. Love that we oh, yeah, finally yeah. got one. Everybody's been uh, giving me a hard time. Two years ago, I could tell people I was a Nuggets fan. They say, "Yeah, there's no way you're lying." Who would say they're a fan of that team? Now all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, who's your favorite Nugget of all time? Like anyone can't look that up.
0: But I digress. <laughs> listen, when, in the past, when people thought you were a Nuggets fan, they thought you were a joker. <laughs>
1: you
0: know what I understand? No. Um. Hey, man. Listen, I don't know if you can see that on you this did. show. I yeah, I don't know if you've seen uh some of the reels or some of the stuff I've said on this show but I'll tell you this I am I am grateful for the Nuggets and Jokovic in particular cuz it between Jokovic and Embiid I've been given an, an a reason to watch the center position again um cuz I was getting sick of these guys who are you know only good at 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 extra how you say psychological play no disrespect to Draymond or or guys that you know just don't really play center they're just big bodies that chuck it with no offense to anthony davis um right. but yeah no and bead and joker are are a fun thing to watch so as a nuggets fan um i'll say thank you for that and by the way as somebody who covers the jacksonville jaguars on a regular basis um i think you're still going to be getting christmas cards every year for some time for doug peterson <laughs> uh, that's okay we'll be sending them right
3: on over to tennessee for aj brown so keep them moving.
0: (laughs) Hey, you know what? You might get a few extra thank yous from Jags fans on that as well. Anyways, hey, man, looking forward to whatever we do during the season because there's going to be something. But until that time, man, we'll see you later. Um, Thanks for coming in, Cool.
3: No, No problem, man. Glad to have you. And, of course, Kyle hopefully will be on season two as well. So we'll get a lot more of the energy from Kyle talking about those said Jaguars.
0: I love it, man. Hey, until next time, brother. Yes, sir. And listen, try not to adjust your television set. I know this time it's a podcast. Where's the TV? I don't know. Anyways, don't adjust your monitor or your your phone from listening to the podcasting question. This young lady helped us last year with the Baltimore Ravens. And then in realizing I would be a fool to not have her follow her true passion of her Dallas Cowboys. I want to see somebody else besides Big Jim. We'll get him in the final predictions leading into the season start after Labor Day there, as we're going to do here, the big show that we do on the stream of the game. But enough about that. Lady Ash is in the building. Ashley Baker, what's going on? How you doing?
2: Oh, man, I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me back on the show. I'm excited. And, and shout-out to you for understanding where the passion really lies.
0: I mean, listen, Ray Charles can see it. That's all I'm telling you. <laughs> Um,
2: that's a a good thing but you're just that's that's goat that's goat status you see all of this Do you see all of that that's goat status of you to make sure that you bring me on I love talking Ravens football don't get it twisted I can talk whatever you need me to talk but you know
0: I also felt compelled to get a team not in the north so we didn't get off on our game of thrones again. I think that's important as well
2: well you know I love game of thrones That's 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 my favorite show of all time. And that is my favorite. Here's a fun fact, Kyle. That is my favorite show of all time. Despite the fact that I just binged the first seven seasons back in 2019. I was not like a first from the beginning. Type of person, but it's like my favorite show of all time. So we could have stayed in the North, King of the North. I love
0: that. I mean, you know, I mean <laughs> Tyrion lannister for president, but I actually kind of favor myself personally as a bit of an onion knight. I'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> anyways, I, I have all my fingers though. Anyways, um, let's get into it because there is a lot of questions yeah. surrounding the Cowboys. And 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 for me, I'll leave it at this. And it's been said on one of the shows for which I am a panelist, uh, the Huddle Up Podcast. Um, the resident cowboy fan there, or at least the most prominent one, is of course Big Jim himself, the master at Hella Podcasting. His his observation in one of his podcasts, his opinion was that two of the coaches, the most prominent, of course, being Kellen Moore at the time, and, and of course Mike McCarthy, should perhaps be how you say launched into the sun. Um. Now, I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of that is connected to the refusal to run tony pollard i think they've solved for that a bit i'm gonna ask you this question out the gate because i've seen on twitter your staunch defense of your guy rain dakota prescott and um the 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 absolute meticulous nature of the observation for each and every interception he throws and rightly so listen i'm not even a cowboy's guy it could be said that back in the 90s i basically hated the Cowboys as a 49ers fan at the time, but fair. you know, yeah. I, I'll, I think a little bit of the Dak hate is, is, is a little extra. I'm with you on that. I'll okay. say that to say this, Dak's prediction of less than 10 interceptions only happens in my opinion. if they actually run the ball more, um, do you think McCarthy has the, how you say capacity to do that and make that happen in his scheming?
2: You really wanted to say cojones.
0: I could, we could go with cojones. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, like, I, I'm in the presence. Listen, I call you Lady Ash because I'm in the presence of Sports After Dark Royalty. You can <laughs> use the language. I'm just trying to be a good host. Oh,
2: my goodness. Um, does Mike McCarthy have the capacity? I think him couple, coupled with Schottenheimer, I think that they will have the capacity. I think that the new system they are running, being the West Coast system, um, is also something to look forward to in regards to reducing the interceptions. So um, I was actually reading the other day an incredible article by Jory Epstein of Yahoo Sports, and they have what's called like a step count. And it's something where the receivers have to pay attention to how many steps Dak takes because that's going to tell them how fast the ball is coming out. Ooh. So if he takes three steps, it's coming out at a certain speed. If he step back five times, it's coming out at a certain speed. That way the receiver kind of knows, I can't cut here. I'm not going to have time to do that because he's going to be expecting me to be downfield or he's going to be expecting me to be a certain place where a defender may be. hmm and that can't happen. So they, they've also like developed that technique. I'm hearing Sean Hammer talk about it. Uh, the receiver, CeeDee Lamb said that this is the first time that they've really had to like be in tune with his step count. Again, that's going to determine how fast the ball is coming out. They need to be what they need to be. If you paid attention to Dak Prescott's um, interceptions last year, Yes, he led the league in 15 interceptions last season after missing five weeks. So that was pretty bad. Uh, There are two things that I always like to point out to people when we're talking about Dak Prescott's interceptions. And by the way, he usually only averages nine to ten interceptions a year. So the fact that people are making a big deal about this is driving me insane because that's not even like his career average. Hello? I've seen Aaron Rodgers throw ten picks in a season and has won MVP for it, obviously. The Ooh. touchdown interception ratio, but that's another that's another topic, Kyle. That's another topic. But two things. He lost an incredible route runner in Amari Cooper. You yeah. know, say what you want to say about Amari Cooper. Folks say he disappeared, anything like that. Dallas definitely was at a different level wide receiver-wise when you had Amari Cooper in the lineup. He is he was he is arguably a top five route runner in the league. He lost an incredible route runner. And then the interceptions also were because he didn't have that incredible route runner. He had guys that weren't running their routes. He was putting the ball on the money where it needed to be. And it was being tipped off of his receivers. That is something that he kind of more so alluded to than not throwing the picks. It was more like my receivers need to catch, you know,
0: we're I to had
2: that issue,
0: right? I was in the press box in an overtime game in Jacksonville that I witnessed one such interception that was pretty huge. That was, a, to, huge that was a to that
2: was a that was a to the house. That mm-hmm. was a to the house off of Noah Brown. Hey, Noah, <laughs> off of Noah Brown. <laughs> So half of those interceptions, or well, whatever. We can we can really argue that for any quarterback, half of the interceptions that Patrick Mahomes throws aren't on Patrick Mahomes. They're on his receivers. We've seen that before, right? Mm-hmm. They just don't give Dak that respect again because he has a star on his helmet, which is fine. Um, but I do think coupled with uh I, I do think that we'll probably bring back another running back. Uh maybe Zeke, maybe the net Brand, um cooks dalvin Thank cook,
0: you. Calvin cook. Yeah. yeah
2: because ronald jones is out like he was out with the suspension and now he's going to be out injury wise and now we only kind of have deuce vaughn and uh tony pollard back there so i i think another like running back is incoming at some point but that's the identity of the dallas cowboys right with a great offensive line running the ball and then when you in, incorporate that west coast philosophy and, and making sure that his receivers are where they're supposed to be, I think that they can cut down on the interceptions. But it just pisses me off, Kyle, because it's just oh, we got to cut down on Dax' interceptions. Like it's been horrible, and I'm like, it hasn't been horrible over his career, guys. Like
0: I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Like this is listen. And you live in a world where Tony Roma was giving entirely too much hate. Listen, I I I wrote a parody song that never so saw the light of day about how much um you know how much hate uh tony romo received i'm not going to allude to it here on the air because i'm not in the mood to to how you say embarrass myself it's a song that you would not associate with a large man talking about but i'm just here to say there's a bit of a history with having that star on your helmet and having scrutiny especially especially when guys you know you know like me are out there talking about whether or not roger starbucks even a worthy hall of famer anyways So uh, Wow.
2: (laughs) I had to come up to the mic for that. That is nasty work from you there, Kyle. That's very, very nasty work. those are listening and not watching, I'm very close to the mic. That's nasty work from your buddy, Kyle,
0: here. I I didn't even bring up the Troy Aikman situation, you know. Hey,
2: listen, I've heard my fair share about Troy Aikman. I've heard, okay, so not to tell my age here, but, you know, when the Cowboys were winning those Super Bowls in the 90s with Troy and Emmitt and Irvin, you know, I was running around doing my own thing i only i only witnessed my mom running around the house like a wild banshee when you know they were winning those Super Bowls because she is like she's that girl um i didn't really comprehend that stuff uh back then but as i've gone through these spaces and learned a little bit more you know it's a lot of people that call my guy troy eggman overrated man it's a lot of people that say troy eggman is overrated kyle
0: I'm not here to say that Trey Aikman I don't was necessarily think he's overrated, overrated, but there's a rated, lot of
2: people that feel like
0: that. But I am here to say oh, that brother. these guys in front of him sure as hell were. That O-line made be averaging 300 across the O-line uh, a, a cool thing to do in the NFL. For sure. Come on, Beef, it's what's for dinner in this conversation. For that's sure. All and doing. that's
2: that's what I want the cowboys to get back to. Kyle, I want big and physical, like those dominating 90 teams. That's what I want. That's what I need in my life. And mm-hmm. I, I see us moving in that direction a little bit, um, on, on both sides of the ball. So yeah.
0: Well, and, and that's what's unique, though. And and I said this back when uh Demarcus Lawrence was was a, a big part. I actually talked to him back when he was making Pro Bowls on the regular when it was here in Orlando last. He and he was looking for another big contract. Um, rightly so too at the time, um, the Cowboys have become more of a defensive entity than they obviously ever were, with Tony Romo and, and they uh, granted Tyron Smith and company. It's obviously not the same group as that era and all that Tyron Smith. Listen, they, they, the team has a, a special allocated dentist for how long in the tooth Tyron Smith is. I get it. Um, but, you know, old linemen, old, older old linemen are at a premium to where they ever were before because it takes longer for younger offensive linemen to develop right. since they can't hit in practice anymore. I mean, I, you're already back in my theory. Hell, I haven't had time to really flesh that out, but it's an observation I'm making. You know, the days of, of being able to draft a Travis Fisher and then he starts at the left tackle for the Chiefs, no, not a thing anymore. Costanzo, Quentin Nelson is the, uh, a true anomaly in himself. Tristan works. these are guys. <sighs> you know, that are big names that do it, but the yeah. ones below them in the draft, eh, not as much, not as much. You know, Anton Harrison here in Jacksonville may not get starting snaps right out the gate. Yeah. I'm tansy. you, got me talking beef, girl. No wonder I'm off track. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I like what you said about, about, you know, Dakota doing what he's doing and, and it not being half as bad as people want to make it and the makeup of that offense being run first. So I'll put it this way. You're thinking that they will commit, and Mike McCarthy may not have to be launched into the sun after all.
2: I believe that is correct.
0: Okay, I okay. need a
2: ding, ding. I believe ding that ding. that is your bell. That's correct. Talking. Um, I, I, I see, and it, and it takes me a while, but I see the culture shift that Mike McCarthy is is. I, I see the shift that he's making happen in in Dallas. Um. Mm-hmm. I see him being able to do things his way. Um, I love the fact that they let Dan Quinn do his thing. Um, I agree with yeah, you. Wholeheartedly, yeah, for sure. Um, again, culture shift, and I'm interested in seeing um, because listen, uh, you coaches have to grow as well. You know, they expect coaches to just they have to develop with the game too. Um, as, as, you know, as these athletes come out and are more athletic, they got to learn how to coach to their player skill. Right. And so, uh, that was one of the things coming out of green Bay that people kind of talked about with Mike McCarthy, was that he didn't, uh, adapt to the new times and he was stale and his ideas and schemes and play call. It wasn't fresh when he had arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks at all time of all time at his disposal. Um, so I am interested to see just what he's learned since he's left Green Bay, since what he, what he's learned, you know, even from Kellen Moore. You know, Kellen Moore uh, is not great in situational football as, as a play caller, um, but he know how to get some stats going, baby. That's one thing. That he know how to get you to s- stack up the stat sheet. Say that mm-hmm. five times. Stack um,
0: up the stat sheet. I'm with you. Woo, you did it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> So I'm interested in just what he's learned, you know what I mean. So uh, a lot of this is going to be on Mike, uh, the play calling, but also in addition to the the new regime, they're also putting a lot of that responsibility in Dak's hands. And it's about time. This is something that I've been wanting for quite some time. They're handing, the, they're giving him the reins to make decisions, get take what the defense give you. It's about time. I hate that it's taken all the way to his eighth season in the league, but we here now. So you know.
0: You know, the real tragedy to me with Dak has always been and, and and I'm not here to say I'm a Dak guy, but I like to give a bit of a fair analysis. Listen, everybody wants to kill Kevin Durrett, but he's one big ass size 13 away from a playoff win to move that team on. And who knows what they would have done. Right. I think the same goes for Dakota Press Dakota Rain Dakota Prescott. When he comes in, he's he's filling in for Tony Romo, a team that was supposed to be completely and utterly defeated. Right. Sure. And all of a sudden he's. Aaron Rodgers digging in the dirt in a playoff game away from having pulled off a a, a comeback win as an underdog in that very same scenario. If Aaron Charles Rodgers does, in fact, not do what Aaron Charles typically does in such a game, I can't say Aaron Charles because they don't know if I mean Aaron Charles Donald or Aaron Charles Charles (laughs) Rodgers. Let me try that again. If Aaron Charles Rodgers does not throw that ball the way he does in Hail Mary type situations, Dakota Prescott. Is maybe in a completely different conversation as far as, you know, his his overall legacy, if you will. I, I, I you know that's just one example about the extra oppression that quarterbacks with that star get. And don't get me started on, you know, losing a shootout with Peyton Manning and Tony Romo and, you know, yeah. Lee getting hurt again at linebacker. Big surprise. Anyways, how do I get on that?
2: It's Sean Lee.
0: Anyways, no disrespect. He was a good player. <laughs> When you saw him, um, so I'm terrible.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you are, you are, Cal. I didn't know that I was coming on here for all of that. You're pretty, you're pretty terrible, but it's all right. It's all right,
0: you know. I, I lifted you up too and called you nobility. You get, I'm equal opportunity, you get good and bad. For me. It's,
2: it's <laughs> I love good. it. I can take it. I love it.
0: Listen, if you hit the hole when you're the running back, I'll tell you how great a run you are. You missed the hole, that's your fault. I'm not, that's no. that's so, you, he's tapping the sign, folks. The Aaron Evans original <laughs> behind him with his plane goes, <laughs> um. Defensively, listen, yes. I, I'm not here to say that I think the, the Cowboys are a number one defense.
2: Say it, Kyle.
0: Um, I'm not here to say they're top five necessarily, but say it's really good.
2: That's disgusting. So, That's disgusting. You're not here to say that they're top five.
0: No, I I haven't to be honest. Like, I, I don't think they're bad. I think I'll I'll give you this. They have a lot of help in the fact that they're playing in an NFC conference that Gives them a lineup of quarterbacks that ain't all that great. They will eat, is what I'm telling you.
2: Okay, that's fair.
0: <laughs> so it doesn't matter where I rank them; they're gonna eat.
2: I gotta look at I gotta look at my boy's schedule and see who they and see who they saw because they looked damn good against Burrow and the Bengals last year with that defense that didn't oh, have oh, a run defense, by the way, and didn't have uh, Stefan Gilmore uh, on the right corner side we were dealing with like anthony brown back there cool. so we saw we i mean we saw some pretty like saw some pretty decent quarterbacks last year though with with that same defense and and it's gotten even better kyle so i don't know
0: well I don't know. and that's, I think the thing that's have been,
2: my defense a little bit
0: i mean I, I, i'll put it this way when they're put in bad situations because uh kellen Moore put them in bad situations they that's look fair. worse than they are so you can that's see why fair. my analysis is a struggle
2: that's fair that's fair. I'll give you that.
0: I'll give you that. <laughs> See, this is good. This is just like the conversation we had about Russell Carrington Wilson last year. Or no, him, him and um and um Lamar Demetrius Jackson, of course.
2: Anyways. Lamar Demetrius Jackson. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. talk about Lamar. People don't like me talking about Lamar right
0: now. <laughs> right, yeah, listen, I, I think there's a little uh Nathan. Cur- Colonel Nathan R. Jess up there, and they can't handle the truth. That's not right. <laughs> listen, let, 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 let me get you back on track. I, I went all crazy. With this defense in place, I mean, listen, th- yeah. you have a scenario where you have that full ground and pound. It's funny. McCarthy was knocked when he had Aaron Charles Rogers for being too stale in offense. McCarthy being in place now, if he actually coaches like McCarthy allegedly is supposed to, right, Granted, I know he's not the OC, but that stale offense, I think, brings the Cowboys to where they need to be to fight. Do you agree?
2: I do. I do. Um, I, again, um, I am more interested. Listen, scoring points, being a top, like, ranked offense number-wise has never been Dallas's problem. Um, it wasn't a problem before McCarthy. It wasn't a problem before Kellen Moore. It wasn't a problem before Jason Garrett, from what I can recall. Um might have been before Jason Garrett. Might have been oh, before.
0: okay. That exce- You know, when you were talking about noticing the culture sh- change, I noticed you weren't excited and cheering by clapping. Now I know why. Anyways. Yeah.
2: That's uh, the Clap Master 2000, man. Shout out to Jason Garrett. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> uh, you know, that's never been an issue. Jerry and company have always made sure that that offense has been stellar for the last decade plus. It's always been, you know, just the defense that was a question of things. So, um, for me, it's going to come down to situational football. When situations come up, when when things change, when you got to go a different way, when it's time to play into the situation, that is what I am most looking for this season with Mike McCarthy and Sean I need to see you guys when things ain't going the way that it was supposed to go. I need to see a plan B C D E. I need to see as many plans that the alphabet has that the alphabet has to, 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 to find a way to grind out and win a game. And Last year's game against you guys, the 49ers, was a prime example of Kellen Moore not knowing how to do anything when it was time to play situational football. Once Tony Pollard went down, and I know he went down like third third quarter, maybe he wasn't doing that much, but again, adjustments at halftime could have been made, and, and I definitely think that Pollard would have made a difference. I don't know if we would have ultimately won the game, but... Tony Pollard would have certainly made a difference. But once he went out, it was like that was it. That was the plan. It was just nothing else to it. We There's nothing else for us to lean back on. I need to be able to see that from my coaching staff. I need to be able to see that when things hit the fan, let's, let's audible, man. We got to audible. We got to find a way to grind out and win a game. So that's what I'm most interested in seeing from Mike McCarthy this year.
0: Yeah, like yes, when a calling. team when a team for example goes through not just the starter at a position but another guy at a position and then the seventh overall like last pick in the draft position and then that guy gets hurt and then they, you know, another guy comes in and they're still competing until the running back has to play. I don't know anything about that. What are you talking about? You know,
2: listen, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And let's be very clear. After a certain point in that game, we just knew, okay, this, this this S is over. Like, the 40 they're not going to win this game. It's against the Eagles. They're too good. It's just too much wrong that went bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, it, it's too much wrong that went bad. But to even get there with a third-string quarterback, that's what I'm talking about by week-by-week by week situational football. You know what hey, I'm saying? That, that Kyle that is – Ky- this Kyle here and the Kyle Shanahan – great minds. You understand what I'm saying? Listen to what I'm saying. That That is what I'm talking about. You t- A third-string quarterback took you guys to the NFC Championship. Um, I you Don't tell me that Kellen Moore does that in y'all's system. You oh,
0: I'm sorry. I, thought I don't care idea. how many weapons y'all had. I don't yeah, care I mean. how many weapons
2: y'all had. I don't think that Kellen Moore, somebody like Kellen Moore pulls that off in the 49 er system. Mm. It, it takes I mean. someone with a brilliant mind. So uh, listen, I'm not here to dog out Kellen Moore. I've been doing a lot of like crapping on <laughs> Kellen Moore. Shout out to Kellen Moore. Cause he's going to Justin Herbert and the chargers.
0: Yeah. Uh, big Jim, big Jim is going to love everything. You dig those shouts to him. Of course. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I mean, from listen, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Los Angeles is a sunny place. Yeah. And, and and maybe he was metaphorically launched out into the sun. And I could tell you Booga Peters based on the AFC West preview did like him as a fit with Justin Herbert. Listen. Sometimes everybody wins after a divorce. It's a thing that happens. when Both lives gets better. You know. That's I very mean, true. I that's hope I never true. find out if that's true or not. I like my yeah. kids, but that's a whole other question. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll see what goes on there. But again, I'm I'm looking. That's I'm just I I cannot wait to see when things get tough. Just knowing that, oh, uh, it don't matter. My team gonna find a way to dig their way out of this, or they gonna die trying. That's what I want to see, and I want to see it from my coaching staff too.
0: OK, now that I, I, I can get by, you. It's that's an identity and culture thing, just like you said. So with that in mind. Yeah. And for me, this is this is for the Cowboys in particular, just because to your point, I've said it earlier. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at, which is why you're here. I may adjust what I have here on the fly based on what you tell me, which has been some very interesting things. Um, yeah. What do you think the record's going to be here for 2023, Lady Ash?
2: I think the the floor is 12 games. I think the ceiling is 14. I have them around 13 and four. Okay. I feel like that the the adjustment to the wide receiver room, which is a a position group that we were not 100% sold on going into last season, the position, the wide receiver room has improved. The cornerback room has improved with the addition of Stefan Gilmore. The run defense has improved with the addition of Mozzie Smith. I feel like that they could give me an additional win. They was 12 and 5 last year. Mm-hmm. I, I I I could see them winning an additional game, and those pieces having them not lose an additional game. Like I I people want to kill me for this 13 and four prediction. And I'm like, they went 12 and five. Did you see what they were working with last year? It's not difficult for us to notch another win. Like that was, I, 12, 12, that was 12 and five back to back years, by the way.
0: Yeah. And I see that approach where I struggle a little bit with that. I, I yeah. don't have 13 for me. I'm between eight and 10, but I don't think it's because the Cowboys are bad as much as the schedule got a little bit tougher on y'all okay. Um, for one. Yeah. I don't know what to expect from the rams if they have john matthew stafford back if they don't that's a win for you that's how i've kind of kind of kind of sketched that out Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do against gino in seattle i don't know what are they gonna do with gino who knows the niners i mean listen sorry to speak as a fan but history has not been kind to you i'll say that to be nice about it um y'all gonna beat kyler if he's even playing i get that um going out to the afc east really tough division if you're facing miami healthy tough game if you're not not so much um the part i think that, and again that's more of that unpredictability you know what's what's working for you here is the within your own division you have to win the games you're supposed to win and that's not a cowboy knock either everybody in the NFC has trouble winning the, Is they supposed to win I mean come on work with me here. Who 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 saw the game that stopped the Eagles from their winning streak being against the Red Tails? Sorry, Commanders. You
2: well, a lot of, to be honest, um a lot of us kind of were calling it a bit because of just just being funny because when the Pittsburgh Steelers were like 11 and 0, the Commanders marched into Pittsburgh or either the Pittsburgh Steelers marched into FedEx Field and
0: they beat them. So, so that game did end with a, what had happened? We were kind of doing yeah. like one of those
2: things, but here's my thing about division games is that they can always go either way. And Correct. my division is not very good against that Prescott. Uh, it doesn't matter. which team. It doesn't matter which team you line them up against. They are not very good against that Prescott. He's eight and three against the Eagles. I can't even tell you. He's probably like, he's eight, and three against the Eagles. I believe he's like seven and two against the giants. And He's probably sitting around eight and one against the Commanders.
0: Oh, Okay. Like, honestly,
2: Listen. they 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 struggle beating us since Dak has been our quarterback.
0: Listen, so, Lady Ash, don't be baking numbers with a guy who does data for a living and uh, in the yeah, day I think it's so. Like, I
2: think so. I really think that Sam Bradford. He's for, sure, he's for sure seven and three against the Eagles.
0: Sure, eight Sam three. Bradford and that eight stuff eight. will actually get you a lot of wins on your schedule. I totally get that. <laughs> yes. uh, come on now, come on now. I'm just what
2: saying. Is- I'm just saying the division itself. Yeah. Um, I I could I could see us going like four and two in a division. The division okay. really doesn't it's not the division teams that really bother me. I'm gonna I'm just going off of history and I'm just going based off of my team getting better in certain spaces this year as well.
0: I love you talking about certain spaces. It's almost as if you're advertising for sports after dark. It's
2: beautiful. You know, sports after dark Twitter space. Make sure that y'all tap in whenever we go live, but more importantly, make sure that you tap into Twitter. Our sports after dark YouTube channel, sports after dark after hours. We're actually going live tonight. That's sports after dark on YouTube. It's gonna be
0: great. I'm subscribing. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know they come up I'm on my notifications. I'm just saying. Um, and I think that's the key difference. Like for okay. me, uh I, I I it's hard for me. Listen, realistically, I'm just gonna say it NFC West two and two. Is that unreasonable?
2: Who's in y'all? Uh, Rams, y'all. Seahawks. No. I think we go three and one.
0: Okay. One game difference. Cool. Okay. Um, The AFC East, and this one's tough too because you don't know yeah, what state It's very are.
2: tough. It's very tough.
0: You could walk away from that one and three. You could walk out of that two and two. Guess what? You just got another win back from me. Right? And then, see, and I, I'm doing this just so you don't think it's disrespect. Now, no, no, no. I, I love the breakdown so here's the, well i mean that's what we do here on the student of the i love that
2: i see the x's and the o's in the background i love that here
0: um here's the part here's the games that i think's gonna be the toughest to predict well not toughest to predict there's one game um the panthers you gonna beat them i think bryce young's gonna do better than expected but as i said earlier uh when i talked about them with my guy sensei jeff barnes of mbs media um the panthers are gonna scare people they're gonna do like the uh the red tails sorry commanders did last year they're going to scare people and then miss it hopefully not because their coach forgot that they were playoff eligible still
2: oh my goodness that was so bad (laughs)
0: uh, um the chargers yeah right the chargers i'm not so sure there um the lions that's
2: gonna be a great game that's the kellen moore revenge game
0: exactly And, and and listen i could be and that this is another thing i have you one and two with the Lions, Chargers, and Panthers, you could just as easily be 3-0 and because of the revenge factor, and somehow you come out the other side of the Lions. This is – this is the tail swings pretty wide here for you. So me saying eight wins is a floor, you get why. But I am more than happy to have you on my show, and I will put up a, a hoop over my head and just dunk basketballs through it on your behalf if they here, get 15 wins. I just, here's
2: what I want you to keep in the back of your mind as a determining factor.
0: Yes and we can book
2: it, this is going to be the case. Hmm? My defense is going to be a top-two defense at the end of the year, and there won't be two. So I want you to keep that in mind where we're talking about the offenses that we are going to see.
0: We're going to see
2: high-power offenses like the Chargers. We have to see Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. The Bills are obviously are going to be no joke, although I don't even have them making the playoffs, by the way yeah i don't have them making the playoffs i not see Easters
0: next week i can't yeah. promise that take won't come out of that show I'm for sure. sure
2: i won't say nothing <laughs> uh, i i you know obviously like you said depending on if they're healthy or not Tariq and uh tua and and jalen Waddle, like those guys i understand that but if we are healthy i like my defense against any team this season this this defense with michael Parsons coming completely off the edge. He is not rotating a linebacker. He is going to be a nightmare for quarterbacks, whether you want to run or stand in the pocket. My cornerbacks are going to be a nightmare when you decide to air it out and you don't know which way to go because if you go that way, Trayvon will pick you. If you decide to go that way, Stefan Gilmore can pick you. You got Leighton Andavesh Overshone is going to be in the middle. My defense is what I feel like is going to Offense score points, defense wins games. That and, and again, we never have a problem scoring points. So I, I know we got all of these. I'm just and and you know, don't be mad at me. I have been praying for times like this, Kyle. <laughs> when I can brag on my defense, you have no idea. I say for a legit decade, my oldest kid is 14, 15. I have for the, for a decade plus, I have been praying for times like this to be able to say, I will put my defense up against any even this season, even this season. It, I, give me. I think even the Kansas city chiefs, it's no. just that my offense will have to do their job with that. They got to do that with a Patrick Mahomes. You got to do your job. You cannot, we cannot secure extra possessions and y'all we don't take advantage of it dif- offensively, but put my offense, my defense up against any offense this I'm season. In. I'm I'm so serious. They Listen, look so good. I, I
0: know what it is to be confident in defense, my oh, I know you
2: know.
4: If don't I'm talking like
2: you're right, if don't nobody know, you know. <laughs> You know, I know last year you was, once y'all got healthy, you was putting your defense up against anybody. It didn't matter who it was. And th- to be honest, y'all were just having those players come back from like injury when y'all saw Patrick Mahomes in them. So I'm like, eh, I don't think they would have spanked y'all like that if y'all were in a rhythm defensively. I don't and they think were
0: coming off of blind too, not for nothing.
2: Yeah, they wouldn't have hung 40 on y'all that game. That's just yeah. my personal opinion. Um, But they caught y'all. They caught y'all, but everybody coming back.
0: Hey, listen. I I I'm fine with getting caught by that 40. It's the third and 21 from yeah. another year that I'm more ticked off about than that game. Let's be clear about that. I can't be ticked. Patrick Levon Mahomes the second just went all Patrick Levon Mahomes the second on people. It's okay. I, yeah. Should I be yeah. hurt by witnessing greatness? No. Yeah.
2: Anyway, but, um, but what I'm saying is, is when your defense was on, you would have put your defense up against them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because that's I just mean, how you
0: coming in here and saying top two, but not two. When, when, when I, I see what I see in, in my part of the building. I mean, that's, that's, that's confidence. I mean, but, and you know, listen, maybe I have a blind spot because I was in the building when Walker little is a backup left tattle shut, shut down Michael Parsons, but we ain't got to talk about that here. That doesn't have to happen. Here's I'm just another
2: bold I, take. <laughs> I want everybody to hear me. It's a oh. even a bold take. This I is, have my student of the it. game
0: branded pen writing it down if you need. I'm just this know. is
2: this is what it is, right here, Kyle. <laughs> did you see what Michael Parsons did to that Hall of Famer, Tyron Smith in practice?
0: <laughs> That's a funny thing, isn't it?
2: Trent is next, baby. <laughs> Trent is going down. Okay. All right. I mean, Trent but- is going down. Da- I can't wait to see it. I- I and I gotta speak all that game. I gotta speak. Be- I have us. Coincidentally, I have us beating y'all in the regular season. I mean, <laughs> well, it's a Dallas uh, thing to beat y'all when it really won't matter as much.
0: Well, I wasn't going to say nothing about that, but that makes sense. I have other teams doing the same thing. I'm not talking trash on the Cowboys. And listen, i yeah. I, I, I said it last week when I was talking with, um, with Lee Vowell about it of Twelfth Man Rising. Um, you know, it's it it's there's so much change that's happened for the Niners over the past two seasons. Please tell me how what's going on now is any different than last year. So the Cowboys coming and taking care of business in the regular season. Uh, who's ruling it out? Not me. Yeah. Unless yeah. somehow Brock Purdy goes all sheriff again and does the thing. It's going sheriff against the Cowboys. That's a headline. Anyways.
2: Well, I have you, you Who do you want to be your, your all-starting quarterback?
0: Whoever the hell can stay healthy, man. Listen, I, I'm not that picky. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. But, but do you have girl,
2: to be though with Kyle Shanahan. Like, just stay healthy. He that's my it. point. That's so true. That's Listen, so freaking
0: you, you, so you you're, you're such a historian telling telling stories about you know some young girl who couldn't have been you because you look entirely too young, he says, flattering the guest. Um, but in that time frame, daddy Shanahan. I don't care who you hand the ball to. He can run it for a billion yards. If one of them happens to be Terrell Davis, great. If one of them happens to be Drew, Ruben Drones, it just doesn't matter. Okay, tell me Kyle isn't doing that same issue as his dad at the quarterback position. He's so I good. watched
2: the quarterback whisper.
0: I watched Brock Purdy play. At a bowl game here, um, it keeps changing the brand, so I forget if that was still um, the Camping World Bowl at that time or whatever. Iowa State facing off against Notre Dame in one of the games, and I forget the other game. It's a little important. Uh, no, I don't. Oregon State. Or, excuse me, Oklahoma State. Um, and neither game did he impress me. Brees <laughs> Hall did, but that's mm-hmm. another conversation. Hopefully, your guys can stop him if you're a Cowboys fan. Um, if he's even playing, hopefully he's 100% from injury. whole other question. Sure. but Yeah, but I mean, there's there's a lot of movement there in that Kyle Shanahan group, and and you're you're not wrong. So, I mean, I'm more than happy to throw it. Just doesn't matter defense on there. And matter of fact, I think I'm doing that. Just stay healthy. Just stay healthy for the love of Pete.
2: Here's the deal. Here's my my theory, really quick. I feel like if it was if Jimmy was still there, he'd probably go with Jimmy.
0: Sure, but that that couldn't happen. That couldn't happen. His if it was, like,
2: Jimmy, Brock, Kai, I mean, Lance, like, for the, the sake contract.
0: of. I mean, listen, I like that you find in the drama it would make for great sports after dark banter. I, know, I know, damn the it. You, <laughs> the four of you would be great, I have no question. But it plays in. Jimmy's contract was just too damn big, y'all. Yeah, there's that's true. no way. That's there's true. no way. Way too big. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, there's there's probably an office joke somewhere in there. So we'll transition off of that topic. Anyways, um Lady Ash an honor, joy, and privilege. This was we had a banger here of a segment and it, it, a part of what's gonna be a great episode overall, I am sure. And listen, this is why this is what I do to make sure I have fun talking about the Cowboys. Instead of dunking on Big Jim, I bantered with you, and I'm a better man for it. Lady Ash, tell the world where you and your crew can be found.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks again for having me, um, Kyle, man. It, I'm glad we made this happen. Um, mm. Dope show, dope platform. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ashley Baker underscore 21. Please make sure you guys go follow the Sports After Dark Twitter page as well. That's Dark underscore. Make sure you join the Sports After Dark community. It's pinned right at the top. Mm. Um, before you even do any of that, go to your YouTube and search Sports After Dark. Hit the subscribe button. We have tons of content always coming through. We got some guests coming on. We'll probably have to have you on at some point, Kyle, depending on I mean, what the schedule looks like. Yeah, of course. I, we'll
0: I, I wouldn't say no. You know that. Yeah, so
2: we got to throw you on there for sure. Um <laughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, that's the most important thing. Hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel, Sports After Dark. A shout-out to my guy, Mark Gunnels, Young Heavy, and C. Lou. Those are my great, great co-hosts, my fam. They keep me in tip-top sports shape. So um, I appreciate them, and I appreciate you, Kyle.
0: Hey, likewise, Lady Ashton. Don't worry. C. Lou will be here in the building. And I do expect you to have me on the show. I got to see for myself how that red hair go down there it is
2: yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> lady Ashen, honor joy and privilege thank you so much thanks for having- and of course there are few things involving the nfc east on this show that are complete without my good friend the the uh the matriarch of seawall sports and entertainment candy waller herself what's going on seawall hey i
4: am so this is this is a pleasant um break in training camp so thank you for I having mean, me on
0: for you training camp right <laughs> That's mean, right that is
4: you true know, you,
0: you're you're the second person i've had that that uh, associates in some other capacity with the Baltimore Ravens, my my Cowboys person I had on, Ashley Baker, is, is somebody who talks about the Ravens all the time, too, and previewed the Raven last year. You're at Ravens camp with, of course, also friend of the show and three-point conversion aficionado, the uh, the Duchess of D.C. herself, the Duval Diva, um, Carita Parks. So, and you know, another friend of this show, Darrell Owens, was with you at multiple camps. You do things, Madam President. That's all I'm saying.
4: <laughs> I appreciate
0: that. You no, know, I, I, hey, listen, it's got to be propped. I bring you guys on here to plug your stuff. This is the thing. But, anyways, so here's the thing for for all the smiles and joy, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I, I'm looking forward to an interesting conversation. I have this sneaking suspicion there might be some disagreement, but this is okay. It's healthy discourse. But let let's, let's mm-hmm. start with this because I got to get your opinion for for all the time you've come on this show. Um, regarding specific the the Josh Harris slash Magic Johnson ownership group transition, which, congratulations, it's official. Uh, (laughs) You tried to tell them, but they wouldn't listen. I get it. I I think that's one of the reels on here. Yes, yes.
4: That was one one of the reels. I said it it on here. I said it on your show. I'm like, listen, it's happening. Really? Seriously? (laughs) I mean it. Believe me please and nobody still didn't and we were right told
0: you you tried to save you tried to save him seawall that's okay i did did try to
4: save him yep
0: seawall tried to save him but with with all that in mind i I have to get your opinion like we've talked at length about how i feel about the red tails sorry um and and the name and all that and we've been assured that a name change um is forthcoming But now I'm forced to laugh with some element of comedy that there is actually a petition out there to put it back to R-E-D-S-K-I-N-S. Does that actually have legs?
4: You know, here's what I'll say. I think with the new ownership group, a majority of them grew up in the Washington metropolitan area. And at their ownership press conference was the same day as the pep rally. They dropped that name several times while they were reminiscing about their days going to RFK Stadium and just the Super Bowl years and all of that. And so it's the reality is it's difficult to talk about those years and not use the previous name. I mean, that was the name of the team. I mean, that was the name. It's a, it's a part of history. It's a part of people's lives. It's a part of my life. It's a part of whether you were a fan or not, you you grew up watching the name, you know, that's who they were, right? Until a couple years ago. And so I think with the push to bring back the nostalgia, they're involving a lot of the Washington alumni players Mm -hmm. in a lot of their events. You see them everywhere. There was a huge amount of them at the ownership press conference, as well as at the pep rally. They had a huge brunch for them. You got to see all the photo ops with the, with the, they call them the Washington legends. And then that grew some legs too is right because it didn't say Washington commanders legends. It said Washington Legends. So mm-hmm. it makes everyone say, okay, what are they going to do? What are they going to call them next? So I'm not saying they're changing it, but what I am saying is it has legs. It has, it, it has some, some legs, especially with talk now that the team will more than likely, it sounds like could end up back in D.C. All this talk about RFK and, 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 and the nostalgia there that it really could be back in D.C. Now, you know, Virginia is making a play for it. The current location in Maryland is absolutely making a play for it. But there's just something about this ownership group and the talk of getting back to that time and what it meant to get back to that time and really honoring those fans that have stuck around through all of the muck, mm-hmm. right, going from the highest of the highs to the lowest of the lows, so to speak, and, and wanting to connect with that group. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I, hey, did we did everybody think it? Nobody knew that Dan Snyder was really going to sell until I tried to tell him, and nobody believed. <laughs> but I didn't know either until I really found out. Like this is really true. Okay, this is really true. So. It's possible. I, I will say that it's a lot of comfortability using that old name. I'll say that.
0: Okay, and, and 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 I'll put it this way, and 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 this is more kind of a, an opinion question by any stretch of the imagination, sure, sure. but in this, in this climate, such that it is, because listen, I get favoring to the storied history right. of. The re and all that and, and and listen the hogs listen ah I still refer to myself as a hog because I let me tap the sign again offensive line you know all <laughs> of that um shouts to Aaron Evans for uh, the original uh, painter um the punchline for me is if I'm Magic Johnson and I'm getting touted touted as a piece that's a minority element in the uh, this ownership group. In this political climate that we have today, regardless of what side and, and on which who in which aisle anybody sits in or any of that, did, that's gonna have an impact to. I don't want to use the word credibility, but to his credibility, yes.
4: I mean it. It depends on if it's if it's who it's offensive to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And I'm just gonna say this: if they win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Well, <laughs> they start winning. No, who cares?
0: You're not wrong. I hadn't thought about it about All that you like. As long as you call the it. Super Bowl champions
4: with it. Know. Right? I mean, it's 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 something about winning that nothing
0: matters really once I mean, you do it. Just ask, ask Doug Williams and Mark Rippon. I get you. Um that, that's a thing. Um, okay, I, and that's a great defense, no matter what problems it may cause. If that franchise is brought to, I'll just say relevance and relevance, not just winning yes. right the Super Bowl, you know, if they're in the hunt in, in the AFC East's most difficult division, as it's been dubbed during this episode. Yeah. Also, that's like saying you're the toughest eighth grader on the playground, but that's cool. Um, right. I'm making fun of the <laughs> conference, not the division. Relax, Candy. Listen, I'm a <laughs> Niner and this impacts me. I think my division sucks. I'm saying it, but uh, I, 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 listen if you didn't see the video and you're listening to the podcast, the face that Seawall made, I'm sure she was like, Well, I want to say it, but you know, that's, that's okay. But listen, I'm gonna get right into it, and this isn't payback. Listen, I, I gave Lady Ash the business about her cowboys because you know, who shouldn't? Uh, It's the cowboys, but um. Shouts to Lady Ash. She did a great job tonight. But the 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 part I have to bring attention to, and I think we've touched on this, and based on your reports from camp, I knew this conflict was coming. Ah. You're, you're going to try to make me believe in Sam Howell, aren't you?
1: <laughs> no. I'm just I'm trying
4: to. I'm just, no, I'm not gonna necessarily try to make you believe. I'm just here to report. What
0: Look at this. But,
4: uh, but I probably. I mean, hey, I don't know. I got a, I got good fact statements that I that I want to share. Is okay. that is that where you want to go first? Go see Wall on it. You okay. can tell me okay. I'm a so, in pool. I, <laughs> You know, one of the things that I've been talking about. We talked about this as well. It's just the. It's the. It's the Eric Enemy effect. Correct. It really is. It really is. Um, You know, not to bring up, I mean, mean, I'm sure it's going to come up, right? The least the recent drama, right? About, you know, player concerns, about the intensity, and why is he this way and all of that. Hey, listen. (laughs) (laughs) Again, who cares what you call him? Call him a Super Bowl champion, all right? (laughs) All right. can we call you that? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it's, so it becomes a, he is making everybody better. He is making everyone be accountable. So I will say this in terms of Sam Howell. When he's on, he's on. And I'm like, whoa, all right. Okay, Sam, here we go. I'm still trying to figure out And perhaps he's even trying to figure out, because Hmm. as a quarterback, you got to have an identity. Who are you, right? And so what do you want to be known as? Who do you want to be known as, as the leader? Because regardless of who the team captains are, whatever happens, the quarterback is the leader of the team. Right. That's it. And so he has some great practices and then some other practices not so great. But then that'll be like a quarterback room situation. Like everybody's off that day. But the key is I like his response to the intensity of Eric being to me. And I like his response to corrective action. If he messes something up, he is definitely engaged to the point of he wants to know what happened. He's trying to learn. And you see that corrective action happening in real time. I think that's an important point. Am I going to come on here and say, you know, Sam, how is your person? Put Adam to your fantasy team. No. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> what I am going to tell you is I think he's going to shock some people just because who is he? What is he? You know, that game at the end of the, at the at the end of the season against the cowboys some people are like well, it was a meaningless game it was just that and the third and i and i have disagreed with that with that notion of it was a- hey listen the cowboys starters played that game they played not very well <laughs> and they played and then when you hear <laughs> you know Sam is not afraid to get in that way. And what I'm seeing from Sam as well, I really want to note this. As soon as training camp started, I said to myself, oh, somebody's been in their study book
0: <laughs>
4: in OTAs in training camp. I could immediately see the difference. I said, oh, somebody had homework and they came back to school, the smartest kid in the class. I could tell that he had spent time with his offensive linemen, his receivers, the tight ends in such a way where he's connecting with them, um, almost like he's knowing each one of them and just even the placement of the football and almost how fast they're running to get to their spot. It's 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 intriguing to watch. Like I said, I'm not going to say you better pick him up on your fantasy team. No, and if I'm wrong about that, okay, all right, but I'm not going to tell you to do that. But what okay. I am going to say, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you to do that.
0: <laughs> I'm glad oh. you went with fantasy team because I was going to say, is he a pro bowler? But, I mean, hey, Mitchell Trubisky was a pro bowler, whatever. Okay. But, I mean, you know. So, I, I think the fantasy team draw is a good line of demarcation. And in your defense, it's funny you mentioned the Eric enemy effect. Um, uh, During this stream, we are uh, we are – Coincidentally streaming for the first time through Sartoba Media on the In N Out Sports Debate Show, I was with Drew talking about Eric Bienemy as the X Factor. And I think the way I said it was something alongs a uh, lines of it went from being Sam how else to Sam how well will he do with Eric Bienemy? And I think that's yeah. the key question. You have, have lent some positivity. So what I hear you telling me is again management potential. You're not saying Ben Roethlisberger is a rookie, but if he's able to command, no, that's not even meant to be a pun. I like the red tails. What are we doing here? (laughs) anyway? but if he can take command of the offense like that to manage the game like that, what I hear you telling me is there's hope. Here's the thing. If this were the NFC South, I'd be like, okay, maybe you'll compete for the playoffs. This division's tough. I I mean, with with that, I'll put it this way. The good news, if you're wanting to see Sam Howell play, is that Taylor Heineke is not there. He's going to supplant Desmond Ritter soon enough. <clears throat> what I mean to say is... Uh, is and
4: I, and the commanders do have to see the Falcons this year, so I think they're, they're already predicting by that time Taylor will just maybe starting.
0: Oh, you don't want that. <laughs> not, really? So, yeah. that's the Yeah, it's, I, I, that's a, I, as somebody yeah. who follows... <laughs> The Washington team, such as you do, I can see that that is not a favorable scenario. Um, no question. Um, but I, I don't think, we're not going to see Jacoby Percet take the field, you don't think, yeah?
4: No. Um, I think, I think you know, Sam would have to just be terrible for Jacoby to get out there. And let me also say this. I think what what is not discussed enough is... The Eric B. Enemy effect also means this is a new offensive coordinator. You know what the team had last year, what Sam Howell and some of the other rookies and free agents that have come back on the team had previously, and a Scott Turner, this is literally night and day. Okay. Literally a change. I mean change um, for sure in all aspects of the offense. Another key point is. This offensive line, they're new to each other.
0: Yes, that's important. This,
4: might, this, this is important. This might be a little rocky. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I, it's I, you. You sometimes it's hard to tell Kyle if this is truly about that defense, that defensive line who has been together now with their off their defensive coordinator for what three, four years now. They've been they've had the same defensive coordinator. They all know each other very well. They they get each other. They work out together. That chemistry and camaraderie, other than opposite of the line, completely almost, you know, new pieces together on the offensive line, completely new offensive coordinator. Here we are with another new quarterback and two other new quarter- – there's a completely – it's it's a lot of new pieces. Now, I'm not trying to say that in terms of, of an excuse thing, but that stuff matters, especially early in the season. It it matters so I don't think we'll we'll see Jacoby in in a regular season game again unless Sam just stinks
0: and and barring injury as well Well, barring injury
4: right correct right
0: and and, well and and that's that's I'm glad you mentioned that first of all you're gonna talk to me about O line chemistry a after spending the past season that I have covering UCF with the black and gold banneret and talking about bringing in a bunch of transfers how that all had to gel and um I'm gonna tap the sign again bump 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 you know um yeah i that, I think that's super important and uh, i guess this is a bad time to mention that i hope you're still getting christmas cards from niner fans for trent williams um
4: but, uh, i hated to see him go i would just say like hey he's not been replaced you
0: know that yeah. you don't just replace him hey ask the browns about joe thomas as they watched his induction last week okay i get it yeah. you know um, and that is a thankless
4: job. People do not recognize the importance of a of offensive line enough.
0: I, in, I mean, in the
4: success of quarterback play.
0: I mean in your listen, overall offense. You, just- you don't live in my district. I can't vote for you. So those- <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and, and and see with that in mind, and that's first of all, I mean, you, you mentioned the Eric Bienemi effect, he's more disciplined, you know, at the very least. I mean, pit players are complaining, but at least at the end of the day. I have a feeling that Coach, uh, Coach E will at least you know nudge Coach Rivera on the shoulder to remind him that they're still playoff eligible. <clears throat> but, uh, <laughs> I, but I did. Sorry. Please,
4: somebody, because that was <laughs> definitely a meltdown day for Seawall. At the end, of this, I don't melt down often, but that was one that will go down in the history books. If Funny I can, story. Seriously, rail yeah. didn't even want me to do a show after that. He said, "You know what."
0: He said, Why well, don't you sit this one out, boss? Madam <laughs> <laughs> President, you, you know.
4: You, you just, you're, not, you're not with it. You're not. I had a real meltdown on that one. Like, oh, yeah, it was not pleasant. Did,
0: did you require an impromptu frosty adult beverage party? <laughs>
4: yes, I was so <laughs> sad. I was so, and I tried to keep emotions out of it, but I was really stunned that, that no one knew or no one had told him.
0: That they were to be eliminated out of the playoffs. Yeah, I then know that well, I, there you go. <laughs> um, with, as good as this team was last year, I feel like um it's it's weird for me. And, and maybe again, uh-huh. I just that hung up on Sam Howell. Listen, I make no secret of on this or any of the shows I do, whether it's, you know, me here on the student of the game, whether I'm talking NFL um or college on the huddle of podcast whether I'm on the black and gold banner talking UCF and the ACC comes up, uh, I, you know, I even had to apologize to one of the Virginia transfers when um, you know uh, when he came on the black and gold banner and I was talking to him and, and, and his answer was very, very generous. He said, well, you know, I mentioned that it was mostly because of FSU. He said, "Well, don't worry, we at Virginia beat them every time I played them." So there you go. Shouts to Ryan Swoboda, by the way. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you play the Detroit Lions and you see him, I don't know that. They, let me look at the schedule. We could find out <laughs> what they do. This is why Kyle takes notes, right? Isn't that right. a friendly segue? No, I actually, I don't, I don't think you play the NFC or wait. You do not play the NFC's North. It's the Cowboys that play the Lions. You play the team that would be in last in that division uh, last year, and I believe that would be the Bears. So there's that. Yeah. Another
2: night um,
4: game just in um, FedEx Field this year.
0: Oh, no, that works in your favor. Chances are uh, Justin Fields will probably be trying to recover from last week's beating as he runs for his life. Did I <laughs> say that out loud? Sorry, Bears. <laughs> um with that in mind, as 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 much as the Red Tails, sorry, commanders <laughs> did succeed. Um, you're going to tell me an airplane logo with that maroon and gold wouldn't look good? Come on, now, y'all. Anyways, I can't. <laughs> again. I'm sorry. Um, how how do they have the ability to lift from last year? Because other than some key snafus, um, they were playoff competitive for a very long time. Um, It was looking like the NFC East just might send four teams and then they didn't Um, do a, does this team have the ability to build on that and B, what is it that will do that? We've talked about the Eric B enemy effect. I'm going to assume that's part of it, but what else is there?
4: Well, so I want to go back to your point. I mean, yes, I talk about the Eric B enemy effect. Yes. I mentioned the offensive line. I mentioned that, that this offense is new, right? But here's the, the reality. Quarterback play was, was the, the factor. I mean, Coach Rivera not knowing that they were being eliminated, yes. But the quarterback play was a factor in why they didn't get into the playoffs. That was a key factor. And I want to tell you who, who said that to me. I'm going to share this with you, Kyle. We were down at the Super Bowl in Phoenix mm-hmm. where we first met and been besties ever since what
0: a party though (laughs)
4: right it was a party it was it was (laughs) anyway (laughs) okay no we'll talk about that later we'll talk about that later so it was jimmy johnson when we did the fox sports media day Mm -hmm. and i had questions with him i said you know exactly what you just said i almost said it the exact it was like the nfc east could have sent four teams they got three teams in the playoffs washington commanders we're out in the cold. What do you think the, the key, what, what, what kept them out? What really kept them out? And he said, you know, not to rag on them, they were only a game out of the playoffs. He said, because they got a really good team, but they have to figure out the quarterback situation. So if they figure out the quarterback situation, you're in the playoffs. You're only a game out, right? Mm-hmm. So as much as I'm like, okay, Sam, first year, new offensive coordinator, new pieces to this O-line. Honestly, Kyle, it might matter to me, but in the grand scheme of everything, it doesn't matter. The quarterback play has to be good. It has to be good. It doesn't have to be great. It has to be good. Most games of this season, minimal mistakes. Even with all the newness, they have to come out fast and they have to be consistent throughout the season in order to make the playoffs. And I'm not saying in order to win the division, I'm saying in order to make the playoffs. I think the quarterback, the pieces it's important. As, as much as I would like to put a lot on defense, um, and the whole notion defense wins championships. Hey, listen, they're out, hey. Offense and field goals <laughs> out here winning championships. Okay, we saw we've seen the playoffs be decided by a field goal because these teams are able to score 20 plus, 30 plus points. We just saw that in this past su- Super Bowl quarterback, but you have to, it's got to be good. And as much as I don't want to put that pressure on Sam, it's there, right? It's
0: there. Well, and I think you made a you like you say, it's not about the defense. I couldn't disagree uh, uh, anymore with your statement in that if you're telling Sam, hey, just don't bleep up, make the right throws, let the miracle recovery of Brian Robinson work in your favor. Let's get the running game involved. Make the passes when you need to. Basically do your poor man's version of Russell Carrington Wilson at the beginning of mm-hmm. his career, such as you are yours. We have something here. I'm not trying to tell you you're trying to model that Seahawks team, but you're trying to model that Seahawks team in that way. And, mm-hmm. and defense will win, I'm not going to say championships here, because I don't think anybody's trying to pick the Red Tails, sorry, Commanders right. as a Super Bowl candidate. But, you know, if if the idea is to be at least as close to the right. playoffs as you were last year, I yes. agree with you all that's in effect. Um, and, and I'll put it this way, Seawall. You have another very large obstacle, Mm -hmm. the schedule. (laughs) That's going to be a very unfortunate and interesting thing. And with that, I am going to ask you for your record prediction for the Washington Red Tails, the Commanders. Well, um,
4: you know, I'm seeing a lot of people that say, you know, and this is, oh, this is for everyone, right? Barring any injury. Oh, they'll win five or six games. I'm not, I mean, that's low. I Mm -hmm. definitely have this team winning at least 10 games. It was what is it now seventeen games 16 I don't even know how many games it is in 15 weeks
0: seventeen games so exactly. it's that ten and seven you're telling
4: me oh right they they will i mean give me left i will i'll be i'll be that big that's that's not, that's i'm being really like crazy with that but i'm, I'm gonna give it, I would give them
0: that, that surprised you admit it
4: but i i am i am giving that and i'm gonna tell you why please everybody's on the clock
0: hmm
4: This this is a new ownership. Everybody's here because of when the team got sold. It made no sense to make changes at that time. Let's just be honest. right?
0: I think you're 100% correct. But but
4: if you have spent $6 billion on something, I want to see some results.
0: First of all, because you said that, I feel in, in, I feel uh, that I have to say six billion dollars. <laughs> okay. Um, and second, it's for that very reason that I'm going to turn all of it on its head and go a different direction. You can call me a hater if you like, but I'm mm-hmm. one of these. I let's see. Let me do. Let me do math. Yeah, I have five games. Could just as easily see six. Here's the problem, such that it is. Mm-hmm. For one, I'm going to start with the AFC East. That's a tough draw. I, I I I I really I'm going. It's awful, but I have all four games being lost there. I really think for all the struggles that Bill Belichick sorry Belichick has has had in his past few whatever years, you know one thing he consistently feasts on young quarterbacks that are developing. Guess what you got? Period point blank. And oh by the way, you're gonna throw his former prodigy Jacoby Brissett against him if you don't throw Sam Howell. Ha! Ah! I'm going to go advantage Bill on that one. Um, So that's why I have that. I have two and two in the NFC West simply. And I've said this, uh, I said this, uh, I believe it was last week on the NFC West preview when I was talking to Lee Vowell and the sports judge, Jonathan Mathis. That tail wags the widest. I have no idea what the hell we're getting out of that division. I mean, last year, we didn't know what the hell we were getting out of the 49ers. Um, now granted, we thought we knew what we were getting out of the Rams and then John Matthew Stafford disappeared, but you know, um, we thought we'd have Kyler Murray and then he got hurt. Um, right. but because all those, how you say confusions have been exposed, we may still not know who the hell is playing quarterback. Just like last year with the 49ers, that might be about the only thing that's the same as last year in that division. Right. And now we think Gino's good. We didn't think that last year. You see where I'm going. So. I'm giving you two and two out of that NFC West. Here's the problem. And this is probably where I'll get knocked the most by fellow red tail supporters. And that is me thinking that that you might win one or two games in the division. First of all, I'm confident with no prediction I've made in winning divisional games. The (laughs) NFC East is that crazy, you know? Um, But with the way defense has become. Such a mainstay in this division that mm-hmm. too works against one Sam Howell. And I, listen, I've been, I love Eric enemy, but you're giving me a young passer and no protection. I don't have to make the case, Seawall. You've made it for me.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, they're good. I just don't know. I don't, I can't tell you if it's the deep, if it's this defensive line because they are, it's that's a, I watch it and I'm like, this is the year that Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and Chase Young go absolutely bananas. And the reason why they go absolutely bananas is because I think they're well aware this is their last chance to do this together.
0: Mm-hmm. And maybe so they do. It could be
4: them. It could be just that they're, that they're that good, but we won't know. Right? I'm like, I need to see you up against somebody else because this is not, you know what I mean? This is this a good is, point. You know what I mean? I really don't know. It's scary. Why? Like, is this real? So that's why I'm like, is is the offensive line just, in some days they hold up, but most days they don't. Not against these people. Not against the first team. Now they destroy, you know, everybody else. But you're going up against first team defenses every Sunday. Correct. Thursday night, Monday night, right? So which one is it? And I think that's the outlier of the which
0: one is it? I'll give you this much. They'll keep them in games they wouldn't otherwise be in. And I get it. That defensive hey. line, I agree with you. They're going to go hey. bananas. The problem is you have Gwen Stefani at quarterback. Anyways, the... <laughs> 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 I went that joke on you, Seawall. You know not expect oh, my oh, girl, that's what I do. Anyways... <laughs> Um, wow. You know, we've already done a 30 minute segment here. I, um, it just, um feel like we were on that long. I, I know, I know. I am, I am lucky enough that all the guests have felt like that tonight, but, uh, I'm afraid that the unfortunate part of me telling you how much I'm looking for you the next time already. I would <laughs> even have it for you to come on this show. And 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 step on in and tell me that you had no doubt. See what I did there? Another Squint Stefani drop, right? In the in the Red Tails, all commanders, all along, and you can just dunk on my silly face on my show if I'm that wrong. (laughs) Like I told you, Kyle. I told you. I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. I said I believed you on the ownership, but this is different. I mean, we're all
4: holding our breath on this one, so
0: we'll see. Yeah, No, I, I, and, and and to your point, too, the last thing I want to touch down, touch on, you're absolutely right that, that, you know, the ownership changed hands and all that. And I don't care how much money you spend, though. No amount of money alters time in physics. And they did not have enough time to do a full overhaul. Now, you damn sure come on this uh, show in the coming off season to talk about those moves, because I want to see what they do, too. You know, I, I think that's going to be very compelling. So. I'm I'm waiting
4: because they wa- they're watching. I know they are. They soaking it all in, they doing all the fan stuff, all the fun stuff, but they are gonna get down to business real soon if if this team doesn't start out fast.
0: Mm-hmm. No, and, and and that makes sense, but I, I I I will watch closely. And if I am wrong, like I said, that will be great comedy in my humility. See, we'll I'll tell the world where you could be found.
4: Oh, Kyle, I just love doing the show with you. <laughs> um, you can all get by me on Twitter at S E, on Instagram at Seawall Sports, on Facebook, Seawall Sports and Entertainment. You can go to my website, www.seawallse.com. And from there, you can see all the other places, all the buoy TV stuff, all the everything is all there. So, But those are, those are the general places and you, know, and you could
0: join the email family. list i do she'd tell you when things gonna happen if you're busy like me doing all sorts of sports stuff and family and day job and all that i get a little email little email oh hey go watch seawall right quick I'm like, I yeah go. yeah you are on my email
4: list so if you go to the website www.seawallse.com you can join the email list and see everything there great look how
0: thank you what can i say except you're welcome <laughs> an honor joy and privilege madam president thank you, Candy Waller. Thank you so much. Man, that's what listen. This is what great lineups look like. If any of these teams had a lineup this good, they would go to the Super Bowl. Which is, when you really think about it, kind of what the Eagles did, I guess. But hey, at the end of the day, great time all the way around. Extra special thanks to her grace, the Faye Princess of Football, Danielle Orsino, the CEO of the Play Callers Sports Talk, um, and Eagles Elite and all the other stuff he does. Cool McCain lady ash ashley baker of sports after dark and of course madam president herself of seawall sports entertainment kendi waller what an episode what a great time what a what a what a what a way to debut on Sir Toba media with a big episode like this but of course i am kyle Nass the student of the game you'd find me on twitter at the sotg find me on instagram as the same the sotg find me on facebook as the student of the game check out my writings with the three-point conversion, the black and gold banneret, and now Sports Illustrated Fan Nation Jaguar Report. Look for my first article here very soon. Joined up with them shortly. Shouts to my guy, John Shipley, for allowing me that opportunity. And, yeah, until next time, my friends, class dismissed.